It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
You're listening to Jerry's Live Worldwide Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, and welcome to Positive Power 21.org Christian Media. And you're listening to Late Night with Jerry West Live and his co host, Joyce Faith Walker White. Can you feel the power? Can you feel the power, Nalari? Tina Hobson? Can you feel the power, Nathaniel Ware? Can you feel the power, Patrice Jackson? Yes, yes. Feel the power, 21. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm your host, Jerry Voice Live Worldwide. And Philippians 447 reads, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. And let everyone see that you are unselfish and considerate in all you do. Remember that the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God your needs and don't forget to thank Him for His answer. If you do this, you experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand His peace. John 14, 6, New International Version, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one come to the Father except through me. John eleven twenty five. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. Can you feel the power? Can you feel the power, Superwoman? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? All right, everybody. I think we're on episode 466, I believe. <laughs> let me check it out. Let me let me tell y'all exactly which one it is. I gotta know myself. My sister running kind of slow today, too. Alright. What episode are we on, Jerry Woods Live? Oh, we are. We're on episode 467 with Joyce White, the Faith Walker. And we're supposed to have Demetria. Demetrius here again. I didn't hear from her today. I did hit her up. So hopefully she'll make it in here. Last time she had cell phone issues. Let me check and see what's going on with her. Find out it might just be me and Joyce again. That's all right. That's all right. You talk to him, robot. Jerry Royce Live Worldwide Podcast. You tell him, robot. 
All right, everybody, don't forget about Angel, Angel Sessions, angelsessions.com. Get some big hits. You know, I'm going to try to get Angel to come here. She always traveling. See if we can get her unplugged, DC unplugged. All right, great news, great news today, y'all. We've been, we've been booking people. Yes. Man, DC unplugged. I can't, I'm so excited. So excited. Anthony Avery's going to open it up. No, no, my bad. He's not going to open it up. The young lady that sing Haters, Friday night, DC Unplugged, coming live on the 19th, I think. August 19th, I believe that's a Friday. I don't have my real calendar in front of me. See, my phone is being used. Joyce, find out what day is, is, the, is that Friday. Well, anyway, Sherry W. Woodley, that's right. Sherry Brown Woodley going to be here on DC Unplugged. In uh, Blessed Network Studios in D.C. And she's going to open everything up with D.C. Unplugged. We're so excited. So everybody, book will be confirmed. Anthony Avery, he's going to come here in September. We're trying to lock down Nathan. He keep picking dates that we're not available. <laughs> and I think he pick a date that Roland going to be. See, Roland bringing his, his whole band. So I don't know you want to pick that date, Nate. He's gonna, he going to take up most of the time. I don't know what I'm not sure the schedule yet, so you may want to hold up on the 17th of September. So uh, no, my bad, he coming in October, but I sent you the schedule. Check it out, man. Maybe maybe I don't know. Check out the schedule. I can't remember all these dates, man. Too many people. Yeah, Arthur coming September 17th. I'm sure that's right. Yeah, cause Bradley coming in October. That's right. Billy Bradley coming the 15th. Nalari coming the 15th. That's going to be tight. That's going to be a big night there Saturday night. We're going to be broadcasting all day on Saturday. All right. We'll find out the times they're arriving because that's when we're going to go live. And then we're going to replay everything later that night. That's right. Replay. All right, everybody. Let me get. Oh, man. I've been hired. Let's get Joyce on here real quick so we can get the moving. What's up, Joyce White, the Faith Walker? How you doing? I'm good, Jerry. And I promise not to do any pauses tonight since you called me out. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it just it just crawls up my skin sometimes when I hear silence. It was like, uh-oh. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I used to go back and edit that stuff, but now we live radio. We can't do that kind of stuff no more, you know? We sure can't. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll learn to, you know, to ask one question and go ahead and stop it on a dime. You know, okay. Sometimes I'm just so used to, you know. You know, it's been. I, I guess I, I haven't been solo for a while. You know, we've been we've been tag teaming for a good while, and I should be, I should be in good shape by now. But I'm tired yes, today. Should. I'm tired today. Though I had to cut the grass in the dark. In the, Jerry, come but, on, really? Did I, you have like lights on your lawnmower? Well, I had my cell phone. <laughs> I use my, yeah, that doesn't constitute as, a, as proper light. Oh, it was good light. Believe it. I mean, I was able oh, to really? cut the I cut the main part like in front of the house in the, in the light, but I had to cut the like the side going down the hill in the dark. So that's no big deal. Nobody really could see that. But I did. Oh lord. Yeah, and plus I know it pretty well. You know, I've been cutting the grass for ten years. You know, I cut it with my cut it with my eyes closed. So it's gonna be all Uh-oh. good. Plus, it didn't really grow that much on that side because I don't water that side. You know, then I found out something about grass. Grass only turns brown because it's conserving its curve, conserving its its, uh, its nutrients or something. Supply, energy supply. 
So brown. It's not really dead. It just turned brown to conserve itself. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, just I found, didn't know that. Yeah, I just yeah, found I it out. I didn't know that either. Just found out last week from my, my lawn doctor. He, he sends newsletters out, and I read that one. I was like, what the heck? So, you know, people be wearing their grass. For, and it does that when it's really, really hot, you know. So, right. So whatever water it can get. to be. Isn't it hot where you are? Somebody oh, yeah, the day was like. told me that uh, it was going to be scorcher for you all this It was. Week. It was hot today. I didn't know it was like that because I didn't go out. Well, I came into work a little late the, later today, like 8.30, and it was really humid. So I said, no, nah, I ain't going out for no walk, not in that. So um, I didn't come out until like 6 o'clock. Yeah. It's like, whoa. And then I had to cut the grass. Well, I'm not going to tell you about the weather here. We've been like in the 80s, and it feels a whole lot better. Oh, so it's not hot Atlanta this week, huh? It's not hot Atlanta. It's rainy Atlanta. Been raining every night. Well, it looked like I saw a forecast for rain for a couple of days for us uh, heading into the week. So we'll see what happens. And that's cool. Yeah, we're probably going to be scattered stuff, you know, because it's going to be hot. It's going to be like in the upper 90s. Yeah. That's good. So how are you feeling? So how you feeling? I'm feeling great. I did a temporary work assignment today and got a lot of things accomplished and God has been opening doors, blessing me. I was blessed to be able to hear Kimmy Kim's lunchtime. Uh, what about all of? Wait, she was talking all about faith, and I'm like, I'm tongue twisted. But it was it was amazing. I was taking notes and posting on Facebook what I learned from what she was saying. It was a blessing, a yeah. true blessing. That was powerful. I never heard that testimony um, from her before. As many times I've heard her on the radio, that's the first time. And, you know, because Benita, you know, Benita used to work, work with us for almost a year. Well, not, yeah, it was almost a year. We started working with her pretty much like October. And, um, they, you know, she was on that show. You know, she was on the Lations Radio for a while, you know, doing um, Issues with Rhonda, I think they called it, or Coffee. Yeah, Issues, Lit Women Issues. And I never right. heard that testimony before about, you know, about her losing her son. Never heard that one. I didn't either, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah, but I'm, you know. I'm as a woman. Oh my goodness! I don't yeah. think I, I could have. Yeah, I just. I mean, so I admire her strength because I don't know what I would do. I, when my sister um, had a baby, she had a son, and he died a few minutes after being born. Mm. I still could never understand what my sister went through. Yeah. So to hear Kimmy Kim's testimony. I never know, you know, what a woman would go through when that happened yeah. or how it would feel. I know. It has to take, like, I know my, my, my boss, you know, she wrote a book. I tell you, I talk about this book all the time to you guys called uh, Heaven's Playground by Tracy Smith. Very sweet lady. Very sweet. She um lost her daughter at the age of four. So imagine the bond you have with a child that many years and then you lose them, you know, and that's and that's like everything to you, you know, because I know she was going yeah. through some turmoil with her with her marriage at the time, so her baby girl was everything to her. So that was uh, man, I, I, you know, I I read this book, but I couldn't get halfway through it. I, you know, it was just I went, I was like I was like Tina Hobson, Kryptonite. It was like Kryptonite, you know. It's like I just couldn't get. I said one day I'm gonna finish reading this book because I stopped at chapter five, and that and chapter five was called God's Safe Deposit. And there's something else to it. I can't read that writing. But 
I'm going to get through this book. Yeah, you know, she's just so strong. I mean, we had a meeting for her today, and she just was so sympathetic to, you know, to my coworkers. You know, they had a lot of concerns and everything. They knew employees, and, you know, it was was like, oh, man, I know what they're going through. You know, it's just, you know, it's tough getting a job, but it's also tough keeping a job. Isn't that something? What you say? Say that again. (laughs) It sure is. I know so many people have to go through hoops. Yeah, it's like it's like they try to set, put things in place so you can get fired. You know, it's like shouldn't you be helping them try to? You know, you went through all this to hire them. Shouldn't you try to do everything in your power to make them successful instead of? I mean, it's like Amen. you know, it's like they 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 do these quick trainings just to throw you out there, and it's like it's not fair to the customers, it's not fair to them, and it's not fair to the other coworkers. Somebody gonna have to go back behind them and fix their work and. Because everybody rushing through everything, you never really get to learn it. It's like they think that the person's only going to be around for like a very little bit of time. It's like, okay, let me hire them and get a lot of work out of them because they might leave. Oh, if they like the job, a lot of times you stay on jobs because you like your boss. I mean, how many times you say you're looking for a good fit? It may not be the exact job you was dreaming about, but because you could tolerate your boss, then it may, that's, that's, that's enough to get you out of bed every day, you know? It's hard getting Amen. out of bed when you Amen. got you got cable and internet. <laughs> it's hard. She's so silly. You stay home and watch <laughs> and movies and you're play. Spending all night. Yeah. Jerry Royce live, and then it's hard to just get up the next morning. <laughs> yeah, you know you want to play on your phone and watch movies at the same time. That's the life. <laughs> but you can't do it if you have no I, income, <laughs> right? <laughs> I agree. That is the life. I agree. Yeah, man. That's what I want to do. And I told my kids. I said my daughter was like, "Uh, oh, we're gonna be bored this summer." I said, well, you know, you can volunteer at a camp if you want, but why do you want to work right now? That's what I'm thinking. I said, you should enjoy life. It's it's no fun working unless you're doing something you love. And and I think like 85% of the world is not doing the job they love. I heard the percentages are really low of people who are doing what they dreamed of doing for a living. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Like some of the stuff you really enjoy doing is, is like your hobby, you know? Exactly, and you can make money with your hobby. Yeah. People need to realize that. Yeah, that's what happens. Yep, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, start off as a hobby. I know a guy, he started out shooting f- pictures, you know, for fun, and then next thing he started getting hired to do sporting events, and, and then my boss just told me that he's actually shooting music videos now for people. Yeah. See? Yeah. So, you know, and I remember, I never remember him even mentioning he was going to start doing film. So, uh, you know, that's what happens sometimes. You know, you start out, you know, just for fun, something you want to check out. Next thing you know, you're doing pretty well. Just take your time at it. Who knows? You know, by the time you retire, because I've seen, I seen guys retire into some things that they really enjoy doing. Like like one guy, he really used to like doing, like, uh, he used to like to fix people's basements up. I guess after he had fixed his up. You know, he said, wow, I wouldn't mind doing this again, but he wasn't going to buy another house. The next thing you know, he was doing it for people at work, and he didn't really charge anything but, you know, for the material, you know. So uh, he got he was pretty Amen. good, pretty good. I'm, I'm not sure if he was licensed, but, you know, you tra- you saving a whole bunch of money, you don't care, <laughs> right? I'm, you know, if they can do the job, and see, that was my main thing, how a lot of people are always like, oh, you got to have a degree or you got to have this certificate in showing that you can do this and that. But that's not true. If you've got that God-given talent, a degree, a piece of paper ain't going to, you know, mean anything to me. Yeah. It's like if God is blessing me with this talent, 
that's what counts. That's right. That's right. Because right, you, right, you can be self-taught. Because you can be self-taught. And because there are so many online courses. I mean, they have schools out there now that are paying professionals for their expertise. You know, you can put together a, a lesson, a course, and, and give it to them. And they will pay you for it. You know, every time people sign up. And you can get your certification, you know, from that instructor. You know, you'd be surprised. Um, you know, certifications is almost as good as a degree because you're actually working in that exact, you know, skill set. It's not like, you know, oh, you got to take your English and your history. Hey, I want to learn filmmaking. You take everything that has to do with filmmaking until you're done. I finished like a little over, almost, it'd be a, it would have been a year if I was still taking classes. October, I think I started in October. Yep. And I've pretty much finished up everything I need. So I'm on the move now. Now it's just about equipment, you know, buying equipment. So it's good. I feel like we got enough to do what we need to do. Now we're in the broadcasting. You know, I really thought filming was going to be my thing. I love filming, but mm-hmm. I don't really have the time to really edit it down like I really want it because we got so much things going on. But I do love broadcasting, you know. So now it's just a matter of getting equipment to switch you know, to your three different camera angles. I'm a, my son, he's going to love that. So we're looking forward. That's going to be part of Unplugged. So DC Unplugged, y'all, is going to be real now. We, I got the, uh, sent out the, the schedules to some of the people who's interested in coming here to DC uh, to work in the Bellows Including Sound me. Studio. Yeah. <laughs> what you going to you going to perform, Joyce? You gonna perform? Well, I mean, not perform as far as because nobody wants me to sing per se, but. Um, if you want me to perform like a spoken word piece or something like that, hey, that doesn't work. involve singing, that'll I work. can do that. One of the things that I've been, you know, toying around with, and this is probably going to be something that's going to happen around the winter months, probably because we local, you know, if a storm come, you know, boopy doo. But I don't want nobody planning flights here and we got storms in the area. That's not going to be any fun. So what I think I'm going to do no. during the winter months is start, um, producing some shows where actors and actresses can come in the studio and do like a one woman show. People really like that, like enjoy that kind of stuff, you know, it's just small theater. Cause I really, did you ever see that Mike Tyson piece? Mike Tyson did. I heard about it. In, 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 I heard in New about York. it, but I didn't think it was going to be any good. So oh, I didn't bother to check it out. That was so oh, funny. Okay, Mike Tyson's not listening. Oh, I don't want him in my face. Joyce. It was so fun. He was really good. Mike Tyson is very talented. I mean, pretty much everything he's played in movies, he was really funny. He, he you know, he was playing himself, you know. But still, that's hard to True. do, you know, play yourself on camera if you're not a trained actor. But he, he's funny. He was True. a funny guy. He just, you know, sat there and was honest. You know, he was real. Yeah, check that out if you can. I think it's on Netflix. I found. I think I found it on HBO. And, I, and somebody and a couple of people had told me said yeah my, I think Brandon told me too he said you really should watch that he said Mike was really good in that he really was all right I don't see okay. uh, Demetria coming in here she must still got phone I, I haven't heard from her all week did hit her up uh-uh. so this is what we're gonna do we're gonna um, we're gonna go ahead and do our music review we got Todd Curry and hopefully he would join us I did send him the link. Uh, and friend him okay. on Facebook and everything. He didn't friend me back, so he probably didn't see it yet. Who knows? Uh, but we're going to go ahead and do his music review. But we're going to do the birthday club first. You want to do the birthday club? Oh, you ready for that? yes, please. Yes, I have a lot of, well, not a lot, but close friends that have birthdays today. All right, you're up. 
Yay! All right. Today, August the 10th, my following Facebook friends have birthdays. We're going to start out with Willil Archer. He's head of downtown hot Atlanta internet radio show that also rebroadcasts my radio show, so I've got to give him a special happy birthday shout out. We also have Vicki Watson. He's 32. Bransford O'Fay, he's 39. He's a fellow actor. We've acted in projects together. And also Glenn Allen, he's 39. We used to take acting classes together. And Evan Fowler and Eli Brown. Now, the following celebrities are celebrating birthdays today. Yeah. We have Kylie Jenner. We know who Kylie Jenner is, don't we? Yeah, one of the Kardashian's half sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's 18. She's getting old. <laughs> yeah, she's old here. Yeah. <laughs> and then Antonio Banderas is 55. Is now, he really? He was wow. married. Yeah, he's only 55. Wow. But he was married to Melanie Griffith, and yesterday was her birthday, and she's 59. Oh. So I didn't know Melanie Griffith was a cougar. Wow. She's she almost 60. <laughs> so she's older than Don Johnson, too, then. In, really? Yeah. Because I, I don't think Don Johnson in his 60s. Yeah. He isn't? No, I don't think he is. I'm going to Google him and see. Why are you doing that? I'm going to Google No, Don Johnson looks a lot older than me, and I'm 51. See. Let me check him out. Yeah, check him out. But we also have Angie Harmon. She's an actress. She's only 43. We have Betsy Johnson. She's 73, and she's a fashion designer. And finally, we have Andre Drummond. He's 22 with the Detroit Pistons basketball player. Do you know him? Say Andre that again. Drummond? Who's that again? Andre Drummond. He's 22. Uh, oh. Played for the uh, Detroit Pistons. No, I don't know him. Yeah, I haven't really been following basketball really last since Michael Jordan retired, pretty much. <laughs> Shame on you. I love basketball. Yeah, I do too. I wait to the championships, but I don't get a chance to get to know all the young players. Yeah, I found Don Johnson. He's actually, he's he's 66. Birthday in December. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a birthday like I do in December. Okay, he's 66. Yep. I knew he had to be a lot older than me. Yeah, ooh, Sonny Crockett. Sonny Crockett. Yep. And all the time I watched Miami Vice, I did not know that his first name was James on the show. Did you know that? Oh, they never said his name. I, I know. They just called him Crockett. I was a big time Miami Vice fan. I never remember his name being James on that show. They said here say his name is James Sonny Crockett. Goodness gracious, I did not know that. Hmm. And I watched like every single episode ever. Even recorded it. Yeah, I wouldn't it's, even. It's in reruns. Yeah, I wouldn't even leave the house. Station. I love love that show. I wouldn't even leave the house until it was over. People knew that too. They'd be outside waiting for me. <laughs> All right. Oh my goodness. I was cool like that too. I used to dress like them guys, man. That was a good. That was some good years. That that was the eighties, man. I know. Why can't we just go back to the 80s? The 80s. But, I mean, it was a lot of people. Well, people weren't, were people on crack in the 80s? Yeah, that's when AIDS came out. So it was kind of scary in the 80s. Yeah, that's when AIDS hit the scene. Yeah, that was kind of oh. scary. All right. Let me I didn't one. know that. Yeah. That's a good fact. Yeah, that was that prick. Yep. Because I was single. That's when I met my wife in 89. That was the last run really? from, yeah, Miami Vice was about to run out. That was the last year for it. All right, let me do my birthday people real quick. First time we ran out of the music. <laughs> All right, my birthday people. My cousin, Frederick. 
Frederick Sampson's birthday today is 38. And authoress Kalicia, her birthday is today. She's 29. And Wally Archer Live. That's what he called himself, Wally Archer Live. His birthday is today. And that's it for me. Three people. Oh, okay. All right. We need to get you a bigger friend list. Now, some <laughs> days it'd be pretty stacked. It was pretty stacked um, a couple of days last week. You know, I don't know oh, what happened lately. Okay. Well, I guess because, you know, you're doing the, the celebrities and everything, so it's going to always outweigh mine. Always. Oh. All well, right. you know, I can't forget the celebrities because I don't want them to forget me. <laughs> yeah, it's right. You're, right. you're in that world. You're in that world with them. I'm in their world. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to do a piece on Todd Curry. He's the artist, Pastor Todd L. Curry, affectionately known as Pastor T. He is a multifaceted leader in the body of Christ, known for his service in the church and the community. His extremely heartfelt efforts have been made an everlasting impact throughout his country and beyond. He is a dynamic preacher, prolific teacher, national youth coordinator, a nationally accredited business owner, an award-winning songwriter, and a national recording artist and newly assigned pastor of St. Peter Church of God Incorporated. Located in Eastwood Community of Pinehurst, North Carolina, Pastor Todd L. Curry's passion for the unsaved and less fortunate has blossomed into his outreach ministry, TLC Unlimited Incorporated. Through his outreach ministry, Pastor Curry and his staff feed and clothe the unprivileged, the underprivileged, assist people in getting them back on their feet through job placement, schooling, or setting them, setting them up in a permanent shelter. Under the umbrella of TLC Unlimited is the nationally acclaimed award-winning group, Tar Curry and Focus. Tar Curry and Focus won the 2012 Rhythm and Gospel Artist Gospel Award for Artist of the Year which represents the top independent group in the country and several other awards. The group's freshman and sophomore project, It's All Good and Quilt Playing Church, Quit Playing Church, were in the, every major retail store with Walmart, Best Buy leading the way. All right. So hopefully we get him on here, we can finish his bio. So let's hear his music. All right. Man, that was a pretty good bio, man. He really was emphasizing his, I mean, he really doing a lot too, man. You see that? All that stuff I hear. Doing? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me just find his song real quick. I know I put it in here. All right. Where is the song at? There it is. I'm just kidding. Like I can <laughs> see it. <laughs> I'm trying to find his name. That's the deal. It's it's uh, we have so much music these days. All right, tell you what, let's do this real quick. Let's hear let's hear something from my, my good friend. My good friend Tanya Woodridge. You know why I look for this song. Yay. Here's a refreshing record right. this week. When your back is against the wall, all you know is to fight. Now, you can either fight with your fist or you can fight with your faith. Either way, it takes courage to do so and not to give up. So when your back is against the wall and the devil is attacking you at every angle, come out fighting with your faith, not your fist. It is far greater to fight with your faith rather than your fist. Thanks for listening, guys. Follow me at The Refresher Course on Instagram and TheRefresherCourse.com. Thanks. This is Brandon Royce, and you're listening to Jerry Royce Live Worldwide on PositivePower21.org. Are y'all ready to tear down some walls? Todd Curry and Focus back at you. Let's go! That separated us for so long. Separated us for so 
saints of God, we need to tear down the wall. Fulfill my call. <laughs> Come on, focus, say, tear down. Yeah, the walls of division and even those inward walls. Come on, tenors, help me say. Walls that are hindering our growth and prosperity. These inward walls that are destroying us. The outward walls that's causing separation. God created us as one race, the human race. We've got to come together as one for His glory. All denominations, segregation, and affiliations. Turn down the walls by Todd Curry. And focus. All right. All right. Faith Walker, what you think of this song by Todd Walker in the focus? I loved it. Yeah. I actually loved it. Yeah. Nice beat. Mm-hmm. I love the chorus. Yeah, I love that. I can I can picture him being on. <laughs> 
being on DC Unplugged, you know, just hyping up the whole audience and everything. Tear down the wall. Make it happen. Powerful message. God, we need those songs, Amen. those messages. You know what? I was just thinking, too. You know, my wife and I had another conversation about our church, you know, them going in another direction, looking for a music director. I said, I wonder why they don't go after some of these guys that have these very inspirational singles out, you know, because they do have a guy who released a single, and they just making him the interim director of music. I said, uh-huh. I bet you that guy probably can. I mean, he, every time he performs, it's a lot of energy. He's always happy. You know, I love his music. He, he plays his own stuff sometimes, and he's a musician. And I said, they should just give him the job, you know. Give him the, I guess they got to see how he deals with the choir and pull out the other talent. That would be interesting, you know. Cause they <laughs> well, went, yeah, that's true. Because they went all the way out to California to get this couple, you know. I think they were Hispanic, and but they were really good with different types of music. But they weren't really that great to me with gospel. They have great voices, very talented, but they just—I just couldn't feel that that music wasn't bringing the spirit in there. The pastor, he was struggling, man. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay, so everybody like that tear down the walls. Yeah, he gonna make the playlist for sure. Cause you know, in the morning you you listening for certain types of music to awaken your spirit. You know, cause you just because a lot of time we wake up tired. We're not really fully rested. A lot of us, you know, you're just thinking about, oh, I got going to the salty mine and deal with some people, <laughs> spirits, unkindly spirits. You know, sometimes which is hard. Yeah, I it's mean, hard. You have to stay prayed up. Actually, do you, Jerry, before you step into your place of of employment, do you actually, like, say a prayer and, and plead the blood of Jesus over yourself before you head in? Because, you know, you've got those spirits at your job, and you don't know what you're about to walk into, so you got to cover yourself. Yeah, lucky David. for me, I don't have nobody next to me. <laughs> i got an empty cubicle, oh, so I got, be, I got a suite. <laughs> so I don't really have anybody to deal with. Um, the other guys are kind of in front of me. They're really nice guys. They were our instructors. So they're really good guys. My boss, she's just so loving and passionate about people. Um, and I'm fortunate this time, this group, because I told them today the meeting, you know, because they're talking about everybody, you know, testing out. And I, I said, I'm happy where I am. <laughs> when I test that, I'm Amen. in another position. <laughs> I ain't trying to go back to the madness. But, Amen. That's you know, it. You've been set free. Yeah, maybe I'm going to bring something new to the table, you know. Because last time I thought I was going back to my other job, but that one didn't work out at the time. It's still pending, I guess. But President Obama on his way out now, so I mean, I get that job. I know. You know, he's about oh to roll. Oh my gosh, I don't want him to go. Yeah, no. He said Michelle should have ran. I'm gonna miss him. I don't know Michelle should have ran, but maybe she will. Maybe she, she sure should have. She could have been the first woman black president. Yeah. Oh yeah, we would have shut down yeah, the world. Yeah, with she would. She would have. She would. She would have won. She would have beat Hillary. Definitely, hands down. Mm, people love Michelle. She's the one. Yeah, people love Michelle. I love Michelle. Mm-hmm. She's, she's my age. Yes. She's a little older than me, but she's my age. Beautiful woman, beautiful. Everything about her it's is cool. Beautiful spirit. Yeah, she's just so cool. Um, and you're right, that's a good point, though, when you know when you get into your space to pray. I know definitely when I, when I wake up, you know, no doubt. But when, I'm get, when I get there, I'm, you know, a lot of times I'm just wanting to try to Get beeline to my cubicle, get my computer off, because that thing takes forever to come up. Them laptops are so <laughs> slow. I don't even know why I even cut that, shut that thing down. I should just leave it on. But, um, Uh-oh. you know, just, just you know, pop up my water, get my coffee, you know. 
I don't know. I, I kind of like where I'm at. You know, I'm close to the window. It's just something about the area. It's very, the people there in that area where I am are very spiritual people. The lady on the other side of me, she has a very powerful discernment, too. She um came up to me one day and said, um, and she don't know anything about this. Because I know her, but she don't really know me, and I don't really know her. And she came over oh. one day and said, um, you're going to get a position, a big position in broadcasting. I was like, whoa, how you know that? She said, oh, I got powerful. She said, I'm powerful in discernment. I said, because you hit right on the mark and you don't know anything about me. She said, nope. I said, wow. And then, of course, a lot of this stuff, you know, with YouTube live, broadcasting, streaming, you know, there's not a lot of people, it's, you know, mostly – you have mostly your broadcasting stations like CBS and the Turner Network and all those guys taking advantage of um, streaming television. There's not a lot of like smaller companies doing it. Um, if you go out on iTunes, you'll find a lot of the big radio stations are streaming live. Like you can't catch them like on demand. You like It's like you catch them like they're in the studio. Well, that's right, what you, right. that's how YouTube live is. It's like you catching a show while, while it's being telecast. So now it's being converted from telecast to webcast. So that's what okay. we're going to do. So when when you guys watch the videos, you may not catch the video always in the beginning. So we're more so looking at doing shows where, you know, you know okay. the time the show going to come on. We're going to be auditioning. Um, to talk, talk to a public relation person yesterday. So um, okay. she's actually part of the NABJ. I think it's the National... Association of um, Black Journalists, and um, she Uh-oh. told us to go ahead and write up our help wanted, and she's going to submit it to some interns in Morgan and a couple other, you know, HBC schools, and um, start holding some auditions. Because and the good thing is, I'll probably be able to use the place in Morgan because they have access to some of the facilities in Morgan. So I'm going to. Okay. Uh, she want me to reach out to tele- the communications um, uh, dean. I think that's what they call them, right? And um, mm-hmm. you know, see, you know, offer internships so these people can get some real journalist broadcasting experience. Because that's what they're gonna be doing is gonna be we're gonna be streaming a show live right from my Power Twenty One Studios, and of course DC Unplugged, and we even talking to people like Paula G to um, yep. stream um, a live special webcast so she's she's still and you know what's so great about you know you guys let me check and see if Bush McConnell she's still not here I guess it's just you and I tonight one thing that's so Yay. great about the talent that's out here just these Christian people coming together in unity nobody's really everybody's like just excited because they have an opportunity to display their talent you know to the world yeah. and I'm excited yeah. because I get to serve them. You know, you and I, we get to serve them. We get to talk about them on the show, introduce them to the world. And all we want to yep. do is just get larger and larger to cover more and more. Cause you know, the better we get, the more people God wants into us. Cause he probably gonna say, Oh, you guys ready for more people. Then he send more people, yes. you know, like we send almost, that's right. Down. On Spreaker radio. Ready. He's ready. <laughs> that's right. We are ready. Cause just like Spreaker <laughs> radio, Spreaker Radio is our talk show platform, and it's almost hitting yep. thirty five hundred people. They get they get the Amen. they get the hit as soon as the show broadcasts. They they get an alert, 
and people are watching and listening. And, you know, I think all together, Positive Power has over, I think, over 100,000 plays, which is great. And that's awesome. The other good thing is that we're streaming. I got to check the stats on where we're going as far as countries because it used to be really, really big territory on um, the countries we were hitting. I haven't had a chance to really check that out lately. Let me see. I forgot even where you go. Let me see. <laughs> yeah, I got I to gotta figure out where you go. They actually tell you your demographics, you know, all the, you know, where you're going. I know we were over, like, when I was doing secular music and shows and talk shows, like, I think it was, like, almost 100 cities, countries overseas. But then I switched wow. over to Christian. It took a little longer to get to those numbers, but we were being streamed by... Robin Lynn Maven production, which took ended up okay. taking it out further than we could take it because she was already in a lot of those markets already. But then, right. we, but then we started hitting like a good thirty, thirty-five countries on our own. So I gotta find out where it is. I know I can find it really. I can find it on my phone better than here. But we had a really. This has been a very strong week as far as people listening to um, the shows per day. Amen. Yeah, it's good. Amen. People don't I mean, really, you you like, just got that magic touch and you're just bringing them in. You're bringing them in. Yeah, we just getting started, too. Just remember, we're still young, young, late. This show is really young. It's very young. I mean, remember, successful small businesses, what, five years? Yep. Exactly. Yeah, here we go. Yep. We got 125,000 plays and wow. 3,400 followers. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And I count a lot of times um, you lose a lot of your accounts when you start hitting Twitter. Because Twitter be like hitting up everybody, you know. I like yep. I like using yep. Twitter when it comes to Mark. Sometimes I forget to use it. But Twitter is great. Really? Yeah. Sometimes I notice when I do Twitter, I can see the numbers jump. Like it would be like 50 people follow us like in one day if I do Twitter. Isn't that something? Yeah. Isn't that something? Because I notice the same thing. Every time I post up on Twitter, I get like 15 people wanting to, to follow me all of a sudden. Yep. I'm like, wow. Yep, and then they end so up. we need to utilize Twitter more. Yeah, then they end up coming to your show, checking it out, you know. And and, and one thing, I, you know, I, people shouldn't be afraid to rebrand themselves. In other words, don't be afraid to change your name. You know, like if you see it's not working, you know, you, you hear a lot about that with online marketeers. They say, Sometimes you might have to take a, a step backwards and look and see where you are at that time. Give yourself time and say, hey, is this where I want to be right now? And then it might be time to say, hey, this is working more. Maybe I need to rebrand. Just like, do you remember when Kenya was on here talking about Posh Kids Couture? Yes, I sure do. Well, yep. I, 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 she made an announcement that she was changing the name. Yeah. Oh, no, really? She's calling it Posh Girls Couture. It's all going to be all about girls. Okay. At first she thought kids, she was going to bring the little boys in there, but she said little girl stuff is just too cute. And I think that's her market. You know, I guess that's what she want to do, girl power. So, you know, she don't want to be swaying on one side more than the other, you know. So I guess she decided, hey, posh girls couture. So she changed the whole website, you know, rebranding. And and she's and she not a stranger to that because she had a, a company before that was just selling women 
uh, you know, outfits for women to go out at night. You know, real, you know, for curvy women, women who want to look good when they go out with their man. Accessories, shoes, pocketbooks, all that. Yeah, she did that for about good three years. And I guess she said, hey, this is not where I want to be right now, you know. So she switched it up. Sometimes you got to do that. I mean, would you be afraid to put the brakes on, Joyce, if you had to? Put the brakes. Yeah. Put the brakes on and change up a few things. Yeah. No, pump, I, I've always brakes. wanted to, um, what is it, reinvent myself. Yeah, pump the brakes. Yep. Yeah, because I'm going to tell you, when I when I was podcasting in 06, I was, I was, I always been Jerry Royce on the radio for a while, but in 06, I was actually Jerry Royce. I was Jerry Primetime Royce. Yeah. Uh-oh. I was Jerry Primetime Online. Yep, I, I call myself Jerry Primetime Online Royce. And um, I had a really big following, man. I was overseas was like, uh, but I was only entertaining authors then. But it wasn't like it is now. Like you know, the street lit. There's just so many street lit authors. Before. Then it was a lot of romance writers. I don't know some kind of way. I have I have fell into this club, this poetry club, and most of the people that write poetry were also romance novel writers. And um, okay. and they had a really big following overseas with the military people because they didn't really have much to do but to read. Yeah, right. yeah, I was discovering stuff. And then I had Bernadette Stannis came on the show, and um, the I, I was like five hundred thousand people was um was following me on um, uh, what was that MySpace and Yahoo groups. People were subscribing oh to, to yep, they were subscribing to my website because then you could have people subscribe to your website like it was a, a magazine. And that's how they would get the uh-uh. show. Yeah, it was incredible numbers. I, I, I was selling ass like crazy. Yeah, I was I was doing well until the economy started acting crazy in 09. <laughs> remember when 09 came along? I know. Yeah, oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, no, <laughs> nobody was spending no money. So, you know, we just, um, mm-hmm. plus the technology really wasn't, you know, I had a makeshift system. You know, remember remember they had those real skinny computer mics? Real skinny? And oh, they were yeah. long. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was all I had. I put a little phone boom thing on there just to keep it from popping. And then, and then I, the, the guests would talk through my te- telecom phone. So, so the basically the mic would pick up the vibrations, the sound, and I copied it onto an MP3 file, recorded it with the computer, and then uploaded it to a flash player. From my, you know, how everybody had flash players for MySpace. Those things had viruses all over them. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, MySpace was killing people's systems, boy. So that's why I Uh-oh. think you know that was another thing too. You know, the vi- you know, those players weren't safe. Nobody could. You know, they had all that spyware in those things. Malware, malware, right. malware, whatever they call that stuff. So, yeah, um, malware, yeah. So I had to reinvent, took a break, you know. Said, Let me just go ahead and, you know, do my nine to five thing, see how far I can go. And um, then when I decided, when I got into the leadership program and I was in a, in communications and I was starting to hear a lot about social media, they were actually hiring people to do social media. I was like, wow, that's a job now. I said, things are really, mm-hmm. people are taking the internet serious. The, the co- Isn't that something? Yeah. And they were paying them good money too. These people were like grade 12s and 13s. Those are six figure jobs. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow. Yep. But you know, you had to be a, they were looking for people that had like writing experience and a little bit of legal background because they didn't want, 
you responding to somebody illegally, you know. Oh, yeah. They really, yeah, a lot of people like to, um, yeah, yeah, right. But they didn't want to start no media blitz. That's the main thing, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the main thing because, you know, people can, you know, your, your message can go viral if you say the wrong thing back. So you had to think like a lawyer. So, so that was a pretty difficult job to get into, even though I was familiar with social media, but not as not that well then, you know, not like now, uh, because I was just right. I was just building positive power because because positive power was uh, was a was a newsletter. Yeah, yeah. When oh, I, yeah, really? I, I, yeah, I was managing uh, some people that were lower grades in the agency, and they they, they the morale was really low. And they relied on overtime to, you know, to get past, you know, to get by. And when overtime got cut and there weren't any awards and promotions, you know, morale was really low. So when I when I got there, I knew what was going on. So I had to kind of get creative and real innovative. You know, I read a lot of these books on, um, you know, how to to motivate a team when you don't have a budget or awards or promotion, those kind of things. And it's and I think the secret okay, was hmm? share with us how give us one tip, Jerry, of how you can motivate when you don't have a budget. Well, one way is you can't you can't be a bully manager when when things are bad <laughs> because even though you okay. you can't the person is kind of trapped though you know between a rock and a hard place because they can't really afford to leave because it's not like they can afford to get back in that job right away, you know. Right. So it's like it's like um, okay. I don't like my job, but I just can't leave, you know. So they know, the boss know they got kind of got them a little bit. So the deal is, <laughs> the deal is you want that person to be productive because you want your company to be successful. You know, you don't want a person coming to work acting like a deadbeat. So, you know, you can't, re- you can't reward good workers and you can't fire your bad workers, right? So what do you do? Right. You try to, try to like get in there with them let them know that you know how they feel. You know what they're going through. You sympathize for them. But the bottom line is we have to do the work. We have customers. Right. You know, this is who we work for. This is what they expect. They pay us a good salary and we should be able to give them a good day's work. So basically what I did was I put them in other people's shoes. I put them in my shoes. I put them in my boss's shoes. And then I put them in a the customer's shoes. In other words, I use vision I took okay. them out of their place and put them somewhere else. Cause you gotta, you have to leave your place sometime when you're in it too long. You know what I'm saying? And exactly. they, cause they, it was, cause they didn't really respect the branch manager. You see? And I said, right. well, I said, you gotta look at it like this. This is what she's up against. And then they understood. And then I said, this is what we can do. I said, um, these are some things I, I want to do, and I want to hear some things you guys like to do. So they didn't really have no idea what they wanted to do. So what I used to do, I, I would get three people who sat completely away from one another, and we would just have a little roundtable discussion about, tell me about the your most your favorite job, or tell me about what do you do outside of work that's fun. And they just light up. When people talk about themselves, they light up. So we went around That's the right. table and then they found they had a lot in common. Some of them had grandchildren and that were the same age or they found that this person liked to bake cakes and they did too. They were sharing recipes. It was just a lot of great things came out of that. And then 
it came to a point I found out some of them like to like to organize and give parties. They love this. So we started giving um, um, breakfast meetings. Like when we had to do, we had to have these, it's these things managers have to do, but they have to, you know, cover some of the agency stuff that's important. So I was, so I'll have a speaker come because we have people in Toastmasters do a 15 minute presentation and then we cover the things for the agency. And then we would just sit, sit and have breakfast together. All that. So you look forward to that. And um, and then I think once in the blue moon, or every other week, we have a luncheon together. And we would have a speaker. Instead of everybody just sitting there looking at people they don't like, I said, let's, let's, let's invite a speaker. You know, Toastmasters okay. here. These people are really good. I was, you know, they have contests and these people were good, man. You know, they would participate in the region. So I would invite them to come speak at lunchtime. And um, that boss was good about it. They would give us an hour, and um, they would come sometime. And um, people really liked it. Just imagine you sitting around, you eating, and someone is sitting there motivating you while you're chewing. You're not just sitting there saying, oh, man, I really don't like having lunch with these people, and I really don't like eating with her, and why I got to eat with the boss? That's what you're thinking when you go to luncheons half the time, and they're not playing no music or nothing. You just get your plate, sit down, and rush through it, <laughs> you know? Amen. Grab your dessert Amen. and go. I've been there, done that. Yeah. Some people don't even stay. They just grab the plate and go. So I said, why not have, you know, a speaker? And they would come there and speak about wonderful, you know, because a lot of people don't go to um, what they call lunchtime, um, luncheon, luncheon, chew and chat, brown bag lunch meetings. Right. A lot of people don't go to those yeah. things, you know. They just, whether well, they just go by their lunch. By the time you go get your lunch and come back, it's, up, it's over. So, um, right. so we invite them to bring their lunch and, um, and then, you know, have, you know, listen to a speaker. So, um, it was very successful. So I was only there. It was, it was just a detail. So I returned back to my unit and I remember my, uh, the director, he said, uh, he said, man, I heard some great things about you. I said, what? He said, I heard you were able to motivate a group of people who are unmotivated, never been motivated and wasn't going to be motivated. And you had no awards. No overtime and no promotional opportunities. How did you do it? That's what he wanted to know. How did I do it? I said, I treated him the way I wanted to be treated. I said, um, always enjoy having what you call servant managers, managers who want to do whatever they can in their power to make you successful so you can move on and then someone else can come. Because how can money move when people are not moving? You know, say that again. How can yeah. people? How can the world progress, or our country progress, or our company progress, when the people are not progressing? The company can't progress if people are not progressing. They're not going somewhere else, be trained, and coming back and bring it and make us better. You, these people just stand here, and nobody's moving, and nobody new can come in. <laughs> you know, so you got to yeah. work with what you have. You know, work groups and, and then, you know, looking for opportunities outside of the agencies so they can go get trained. And just imagine how motivating it is if your boss woke up to you and said, hey, um, I was looking at this and I think this, this would be a great opportunity for you. Would you like to go? And I'll, I'll see if we can get the money for you. You know how motivating that would be for someone who's been sitting there grinding, grinding, grinding day in and day out and no awards, nothing crossing that desk with the same old work and then the boss come along and say, hey, you know, I think this would be a great opportunity. It doesn't matter. It could just be a two-day class at at University of Maryland. You know, still right. it's different yeah. than you taking your same route A and B every day. You know, 
that's just me thinking, you know, outside. And the same thing with you guys. I'm, I'm responsible for my team. And, um, and I think what we're doing with the radio station and the artists, you know, just think we can't continue to just, um, come on the show, be late night, have guests, talk, listen, testify. Eventually you got to start taking things to different levels. You got to give them other things to talk. Imagine just like last weekend, you know, everybody saw the red carpet. They saw Jay Nicole's event. Mama Jay Nicole was on last week and she talked about this event and we all got a chance to witness it right through my lens. And it was for everybody. You could see that that, that that it was fellowship was like at the utmost. You saw Charles in charge. You saw Terrell, Doctor Jenkins. You saw Jay Nicole singing. You saw Anthony Avery. You saw the Bellows. You saw Pastor Bombadella Bello, the Prayer Warrior. You saw all of that. You know. And when I came back on the show Monday or Tuesday, I just couldn't stop talking. I, I probably shouldn't even have booked guests those days. Should have just moved them down the list. <laughs> because it was just so much, you know, Kimmy's, you know, she said, oh, I wish I was there. You know, because her event was very powerful, too. Because that was when, right. we, you know, that's when we really saw the Anthony Avery that he is. And then Anthony came on this, on the live webcast. And what did he say? Man, I've been so blessed, man. I've been getting emails and calls. Just can't stop. Just haven't stopped coming. He's getting revival. He got two big revivals coming up. He got other things coming on. People want to collaborate with him. Now everybody want to touch him now because he like gold. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and how did that yeah. all happen? He volunteered to entertain us at Kimmy's Kim inauguration. You know, it was only about... 25 people there, but they were 25 important right. people that were there. And the cameras were, was tuning into him. And look what happened. You know, the guy Amen. blew up. I mean, he's an independent artist who's a school teacher, you know, by professional, who loved to sing, oh, who really? loved to perform. Yeah. I think he teaches okay. school. He teaches school. But just imagine, you know, just like you, you know, your pipe dream is to be, be in front of the, you know, be on film, the big screen. That's me. You know, that's me. Imagine you're in the school. The next Angela Bassett. That's right. And look, I saw you. I saw your pictures. I saw you. You look good. You know, you look like you was into that scene. Yeah. I was like, look at Joyce. Woo. (laughs) Look at Joyce. And just imagine, Joyce, just by you doing something like that, you have so many independent productions coming up. I mean, I was just, um, we was at the red carpet just the other day. And and what's her name? Latoya. Thompson, where are my notes at? She just friend me, friend me yesterday too. She's she gonna come on the show. Yep, we just booked right. her. See, I got I got so many people in this thing. I was just looking at my. I want to give y'all her full name so you guys know who she is. Her name, cause she did hit me back today. I thought, but I was I was sending out some. Um, I was letting people know that we were looking for their video. Oh yeah, her name was Tanya Thompson. I think she's up in New York. They just came off of a tour. She was telling us things that I didn't even know independent um, directors and producers could do. She said, we just came off of an international tour from Jamaica to screen. They had a screening of her movie in Jamaica. Now, I know one of the actresses from Jamaica, so she could have had her people set it up. But then I hit up yesterday to find out, uh, I forgot what I was asking her. 
Oh, I asked her, does she want to come on the show? And she said, oh, no, nah, Jerry, I'm on a conference call at the moment. We're preparing my trip out of the country. She said, my actors, we're Whoa. going to a boot camp. She said, unfortunately, I can't participate today, but um, but I'm going to talk to you on my return. I said, wow, this is a, you know, and she, and she said, and her testimony at the at the awards was nobody wanted to get her opportunity, you know, as an actress or so she decided to take control, just like Jenkins' books say, take charge of your life. She took charge of her life. Instead of her crying over spilled milk because nobody wanted to hire her, she learned about filmmaking and producing and producing her own films. And be- beautiful girls, beautiful girls in her um in her production too. They all came along, they all get along. They, they all live in that tri-state area of Jersey and New York. Delaware. Okay. And they were like mm-hmm. spiritually connected. And I mean, you so sore. They were like sisters. You know, they were taking each other pictures and going Facebook Live and interviewing each other. And they were on the red carpet, spoke really well. Good bellows um, in uh, Alley got a chance to interview. So we had a spokesperson too. Didn't you see it? It wasn't no Jerry Royce Live standing on the red carpet. You had the bellows and, and, and Alley O. She was there. Uh, she's from a public. She has, she owns her own public relations firm. And she was she was helping out with the interviewing, and um, I thought it you know went well. You know you know it's it went a, very well. Yeah. I, I enjoyed uh, watching the presentation because I couldn't be there in person. Yeah. but it, it was just like I was there in person, That's being right. able to watch it on you know my laptop screen. Mm-hmm. Great job. Better than TV. The Grammys don't even do that. Now, they sure don't. Yeah, if you're not <laughs> home sitting in front of the Grammys, you're going to miss it, <laughs> you know? That's it. You're right. It. I always miss some stuff when I'm watching the Grammys. You're right. Yeah, you're going to miss it. If you're sitting on your computer at home, now it might be somebody out there might hit a little snippet on their phone. Who knows? But, you know, I think I think the, I think think we have the best piece of this this technology, you know, us being independent, I think, and, and you know, I've learned something new yesterday too from a public relations um, person I was talking to. I didn't know that if an independent artist signs a deal with a small label, like an independent label, small label, it, it could be a one man mm-hmm. show. He's not considered independent anymore. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Uh-huh, I didn't know that. Me neither. I thought you still considered independent. That's, wow! Somebody in the chat room got to like hit me up on that one. Is that true, Nate? Is Nate still there? Did you hear that, Nate? I know, Nate. Wake up, Nate. You still there, Nate? I know Nate been doing late hours before. He been hanging. And what about Nalari? Nalari's in there. Nalari, can you tell us? Is that true? It, you know, if you sign a deal with a small company like Roland, like like Arthur Roland owns his own label, and even Tracy Tracy Randall, he owns his own label. They, you know, they independent, you know, the independent gospel artists themselves, they own a label. Now that's weird because I don't know if Arthur is signed to his. Well, she said Nate is driving. I don't know if if Arthur <laughs> is signed to his own label, but according to this public relation person, she told me that Arthur is not really considered to be an independent artist if he's signed to his label. I guess this. Well, she ain't said exactly like that, but I'm wondering. If Arthur's considered to be independent, if if he signed to his own label, I guess he's gonna have to answer that question. Nalari, you know anything about that? Nalari, see you out there. Is that true? Is uh-uh. if if uh, Arthur Roland is signed to his own 
record labels. He considered to be a signed artist and not an independent. And what defines an independent artist? You know, you know. Usually, I guess the word unsigned goes along with that, right? What you say, Joyce? You looking right. it up? Are you googling that? <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, tell you what. Let's go ahead and take a music break. And we're going to listen to a guy we heard last night, Theodore Chestnut. Okay. He had a song called Song Uh-oh. for Your Journey, which everybody really liked, really enjoyed this song. All right, Theodore okay. Chestnut. Here we go. Father, Father, my life is in 
Listen to Jerry Royce live, PositivePower21.org, where they play my favorite music. Here's a refreshing moment for this week. God is saying that he has come in contact with your words and will respond to them in due time. Due time is not your timing, but his timing. We owe it all to him anyway. Just wait on him just like you've waited on the sin. But the end result is to win. Just wait on him. Thanks for listening, guys. Follow me at The Refresher Course on Instagram and TheRefresherCourse.com. Thanks. Thank you, Tanya Woodridge Jarvis. She's a sweetheart. Hey, I got to get my promotions out on them. But, of course, everybody, we're going to be on break next week. We're going to give the whole team off. That's right, the whole week. Get a chance to chill back, catch up on their shows. And meanwhile, we're going to be promoting, promoting, promoting. Um, Positive Power, we're going to hit the Florida area for a little bit. Then uh, we're going to come back up this way. And um, do some more promotion and get ready for DC Unplug. That's right. Get those guys ready. We got to get the music channel. That's right. That's right. We got XXI Power, XXI Christian Music Television coming to Positive Power. That's right. Executive Producers, The Blessed House. That's right. Coming out of DC. And we're going to have a good time, y'all. We can't wait. We got us working on a sound studio. We're going to black it out. Have you guys ever seen NPR called a, the Tiny Desk? Never watched that before? They do um Mm-mm. little shows with art. I'm going to sing that link. They do shows with artists, yeah. independent artists. They come in, they perform. It look like a little library. And they set the band uh-huh. up. And um, the artists, you know, they get to perform and then they talk about where the song originated from and a little testimony. And it's pretty much kind of remind you of MTV Unplugged. Um, I actually had a show on the radio that was called Unplugged where we featured poets. And we actually made a CD, produced a CD on CD Baby, and it did pretty well. Yeah, it was about, it was pretty long, about two, three hours. A lot of stuff was on there. You had uh, Tanika Joy. You had Justice Clark. And uh, and Gilbert Signs, he was on there. Yep, and a couple Uh-oh. other small independent poets. Yep, they were really good too, man. Really good. Yeah, it was a girl named Serenity was on there. I didn't. Have, Cotton wasn't on there. I don't think Cotton was on there. She was under um, a, uh, she was under under a poetry group. One thing about them poet groups, they kind of run like gangsters. You know, I was I was actually oh, really? ready. To, yeah, I was actually ready to um. Jump into the poetry world. I was, I, you know, my spirit was telling me to leave the literary world alone because they have a lot of virtual publishers that a lot of them guys, you know, had served time and um, they didn't want to go back to that life again of drugs. So, so basically pushing social media marketing uh, 99 cent books was was their world. You know, they, you know, basically they talked about the streets, you know, the hard life, the, you know, people lived in glass houses but had that ghetto mentality, that was their ammo. You know, a lot of, you know, erotica, real gruesome killings, you know, fabulous, you know, fabulous lifestyle, that kind of stuff, you know. And I got tired of hearing those stories. <laughs> it was just too much. And a lot of those girls that wrote this story 
had suffered from so much, you know, not only from domestic domestic abuse, you know, relationships, um, molestation, you name it. And they, they kind of hid behind those books. And those books, were, they were good writers. So um, got a little tired of that. Thought I was going to try the poetry world out again. But, yeah, they had some guys that had some names that was like, whoa, man. He 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 sounded like he could he could kill somebody, type name, <laughs> and uh and they ran it like I mean, that. So basically, is that what they do? People who come out of prison, they go that route, and they um, kind of like manipulate people into thinking that they've been um, what is it rehabilitated, but in actuality they haven't. Well, the ones that ran those street lit publishing companies online, some of them had like. Uh-huh. 100, 200 writers under them. And, um, and you know, they ran it like a machine. You know, it was well organized, just like the drug world. You know, drug world, you know, the guys are really organized the way they run that world. You know, they know where every dollar going, every plastic bag, everything. And they ran that, that 99 cent book, you know, ebook market the same way. But the deal was, a lot of the girls were, you know, they, they would get jealous of other girls. I remember one guy, he, you know, he, he, he was trying to keep his artists and, he, you know, he would give them cars and stuff. And, and if one, you know, some of them weren't really pushing their books they were, they were kind of new. They didn't really have a big following on Facebook. Because some of the girls had two, three pages of Facebook, like 15,000 followers. And then on Twitter, they had, one girl had like 800,000 people following her. Crazy numbers like that. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, selling 99 cent books to those people would make you rich, you know. So some of the girls were making right. that guy like $7,000 a week just in 99 cent books. They'll come out what? with a, they come out with a, they come out with a 500 page book and make it a trilogy. So they split it in three ways. So as soon as they drop one book, their people jump right on it. They, they get hooked into the characters, you know, and they're hanging them. They, they, you know how they all have cliffhangers? So then the second book dropped. Of course, they're going to buy that book. So then that book, the first book probably made them two grand. The second book made them three. And this is after you split with Amazon, too. Then, oh, then the next book dropped. They can probably make $7,000 week after week because they keep, you know, and they share their audiences, too. So if he has, like, say you got 40 authors. They all share their their uh, their their um audiences with you, their friends. So if your book drop, say all our podcasters gotta change their Facebook covers over to your book, so it'll make it look like it's your page. You see, and then oh, then they okay. will get their fans to buy your book for. It's only ninety nine cent. Ain't gonna break them, you know. Some of them right. people average like three hundred fifty books on their tablets and Kindles. Whoa. That was an average. Okay. The average Kindle user had about three hundred something books, ebooks on there because they, they fast reads. I would get them things and read them like in an hour or two. It's like, oh man, that was really oh, good. Okay. Where the rest of the book? And they say, oh, I'm dropping that next week. Then you end up buying that one. Then the next one we right. come, you buy that one. And then their friend come up with a book. Oh, I gotta get that one too. You know, next thing you know, you hook because they right. fast reads. You can read them like on your lunch break. So, that, so people get hooked because it's like reading a soap opera, but it's from your streets. It's from your neighborhood. And a right. lot of those people are where you want to be. They driving Mercedes and Maybachs and walk, work in corporate buildings, the family. It was like watching, it was like reading about Empire in every one uh-huh. of those books. 
but it came with like real gruesome crime and a lot of sex. A lot of sex. Uh-uh. Right. And a lot of those girls don't handle men and they reading about these big black powerful men, you know, with shoulders like football players and they wearing $5,000 suits and $2,000 shoes pulling up in their four-door Porsche Panamera. You know, that's the kind of stuff they be describing, you know. And, you know, they describe them to... And then these girls are very uh, vivid imagination the way they describe the, the, the action. <laughs> so, so the people will get hooked on these street lit books. It's hard to get yourself away from them, you know, because they they more exciting than today's cable television. I think that's why cable television has gotten out of control because they're competing right. against the book industry, the e-books. E-books are doing really well, on a, but not for publishers. Mainstream publishers are struggling just like how the record labels are going to be struggling as soon as as soon as the 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 um, record label discovered that independent artists are like starting to give out their results because this is what's happening while we was on music break this is what I, this is what I found about the word independent hold on that's the wrong one uh-uh. okay independent what is an independent music artist? An unsigned artist, unsigned band, or independent artist is a musician or musical group not under a contract with a record label. The terms are used in the music industry as a marketing technique. Bands that release their own material or self-published CDs can be considered unsigned bands. So as long as you're not with anybody's record label, you're considered to be independent artists. Hmm. Then I found this. Where did thing go at? Okay. I thought I had clicked. Oh, here we go. This is the top 25 independent hip-hop artists. And this is crazy. And this is what the PR girl was telling me about. Yes, I was like really blown away by this. Because she said now the Grammys are actually going to start recognizing some of the downloads that are coming from CD Baby. You know, because CD Baby kind of can, can measure... Uh, these artists downloads because remember they distribute to all the main you know streaming services and and um uh-huh. and retail online retailers so they get the numbers and they and they also they sign you up with I guess what BMI or ASCAP you know so you can get royalties from your music being streamed okay uh-huh. so this the deal this is this is like the hip hop right here hip hop artists this this uh, this website is called Stop the Breaks Independent Grind. And um, okay. and, they, and they talk about distribution, little media relationship, indie promos, case studies, or artist showcase. They do all that stuff. All right, and this says the what? top ten independent hip hop artists in their game right now. And these are guys that are like making money, like mainstream artists. And this guy called himself Mick Jenkins. You know, um, he's out. He's right out there. Super downloads. I think he's out in the New York. L.A. Atlanta area, hit all. That's where they all uh-huh. at. That's where they all know. Remember, Atlanta is like uh, you know Black L.A. So of course that's where we're gonna find it. And this is what this guy say right here. This is what this guy's quoting. He said, "Along with Chicago contemporary Chance the Rapper or Vic Mensa, Mick Jenkins is representing a new wave of Chi Town artists. And Chi Town is kind of getting on the market now with rappers. 
And they said, this is what it says. They said, Mick Jenkins is representing a new wave of Chi-Town artists who are doing things their way. I feel like, he said, I feel just like, well, wait a minute. He said, I just feel like people are aware of buzzing artists of Chicago. We're taking over the, we're not taking over the hip hop scene. I don't think we deserve the right to say that yet. But I think as people get, get put on to more Chicago artists, it's kind of hard to deny that we, we just have a dope array of talent that isn't going anywhere. And they, they talking about, you know, like the downloads and stuff. And then and there was something right here say, while his 2013 project called Trees of Truth was a local hit, and showcase Jenkins' unique musical style, it was the Waters which brought him the mainstream attention, resulting in tours with the likes of Method Man, Red Man, and Big Real. And then what happens is they get an opportunity to open up for these guys. And my Method Man, they're kind of in what, their 40s and 50s now, right? And this kid is new. They sure are. <laughs> right. And so now, and then think, think, think about this. Okay, and this is the same thing with independent gospel. Imagine this. Okay, this guy... People are going to go see Method Man and Red Man because, you know, that's who they are. You know, Wu-Tang. People are going to go check them out. So this guy comes up on stage and he got this dope song. He's like, oh, my God, I'm feeling that song. And so then at the end of his his uh, his set, he hollers out there. He hollers out there, check out my new album, Trees and Truth. Mike Jenkins, bam, bam. Next thing you know, people pull out their, their phone and start downloading his music. Suppose there's like right. three, four thousand kids in that place, like Ramhead. I think they hold like a thousand people. He made a thousand dollars, and he could have done it for free. And that's the right. same thing with independent artists. Just, just look at how this, hmm. how this whole thing can be a domino effect for them because of social media. Just this, right? Okay, just like what the the independent artists, the independent book authors are doing with these virtual publishers. He's he's taking forty to 100 independent authors, and he said, okay, I'm dropping, and they had their many, said, okay, I'm dropping your book on the 4th, yours on the 5th, yours on the 6th. I mean, you're talking about 100 authors, and it's 365 days in a year. So for 100 straight days, he's dropping a book. Because remember, each author writes one book. There's 300 to 500 pages, right? Right. All right. Think about the math. He splits the book three ways down to threes. So now you take a hundred authors and he can drop a book every day for 300 straight days. The, we, we tallied up that guy money, the guy we was talking about, me and a couple people, and we said that guy is probably making like $300,000 a month. It was ridiculous. Hmm, okay. Because if you think about a hundred off every day, they dropping a book for three hundred straight days, and they and then you talking about hundred authors are sharing. Some of them, some of them weren't moving quite as many units because they had small Facebook crowds and maybe they weren't as good a season. People find mistakes and once they they get out there that uh, they had too many grammar errors. But I did like this character. Sometimes the reviews can make you or break you because I used to read the reviews on the show, and some of the reviews uh-huh. weren't always that good for someone because of, because they didn't really take the time with uh, you know handling all the mistakes that could be found in the book. But then sometimes they give them another chance. If they if they straighten that problem out, if the if the characters are strong, so okay. With all that said, the way that guy 
and several other of the virtual publishers was was managing social media. All they did was just combine their resources. They just everybody just combined their audience. So, like I said, every time somebody had a book to drop that day, everybody's book mm-hmm. cover, everybody's Facebook cover would look like that person's book. So that means that's how your that's how your fans knew you. Because remember, when you change your covers, Facebook makes a notification to everybody that's in your your you know your contacts that you communicate with constantly, right? So it's yeah, almost. I that. Yeah. So when they see that, it alerts those people that 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 publisher for that author just dropped a new book and they go buy it. Okay. And then you're talking about a hundred authors, maybe with an average of three hundred thousand. I mean, three thousand fans. Even if we took an average of two thousand times a hundred, gives you a crazy number. What's that? Two million? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And even if 10% of them bought the book, that's still 200000 right? Right. So that guy was making a dollar off of each book. So if he's making 200000 off each book, and even when Amazon took half, and he took 100000 and then he had to split that with the, with the authors. And there was some authors that was making some really mad looks. Cause one girl, she actually quit her job, <laughs> and she was actually writing under other genres, and she was making so much money, he even started her own imprint. So she has her own publishing company under his. So she has her own authors too. So he don't have to worry about managing them, but he get a he get a split of that. Crazy. I mean, that was a serious bu- serious business machine. But the thing about it is. The independent artists can do the same thing. You know, they don't necessarily have to release that many, you know, singles. But if you work together, like the way Ngara is trying to bring it together, the only thing that that's missing in in what's happening right now is that they they have everything they need to be successful. They just need venues. But I'm gonna tell you what this one. This one guy, this one um, label executive that was at the at the red carpet said, he said, you know, in spite of in spite the fact that he booking he's booking his his seven artists every day, he want to take them out of the concerts, the venues, and start having them perform more televised. So so you you know you know Jerry Royce was listening to that. Cause, cause, cause I, yes. cause that's where I'm at right now. He's like, exactly. they want televised showcase. They because it's eating up his resources when he is getting only paid twenty five percent from their sales, and then he has to pay for them to fly or whatever travel wow. to those venues. Where some of the venues they were going to a free bono, and they hoping that 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 venue has attracted enough paying. People, audiences that have cell phones that they would they would buy the guy single if they you know if they like it and a lot of the music is really good I mean I say of all the performances that was at Jay Nicole's I think it was maybe only one song I didn't like but that was just the song the guy had a great voice though he could sing anything but you know I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have probably purchased that but I probably would go out to his site and say hey let me look see what else he had what, what's his hit you know does he have a hit out you know, or maybe he need 
somebody to write something for him. And they said, oh, the guy's talent. I saw him on, I saw this guy on Jay Nicole's industry, red carpet, streaming through, positive power. I like that guy's voice. I got a song for him. Let me contact him through Facebook. Bam. You see how that can easy work? <laughs> Amen. 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 Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a it's an easy formula, but it's just that we just have to we gotta we gotta get we gotta go after the audience. The audience is the key. It's building the the followers. That's the key because I remember Earl Jones said that that even if you even if you sold to one percent. Of the, of the people who live in this nation, he said, you'll be a multi-millionaire. If your children's children will be millionaires if you if you sold just the 1% of this nation. Because that's how many people live here. And Facebook has... Wow. Man, I forgot what the number was. I think, don't they almost have like 10 billion people in here or something like that? Is that the... I thought I read that somewhere. Facebook got some crazy numbers of how many people use this system. Right, yeah. It's probably haven't crashed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they've done a great job because, you know, of course they know how to filter out, you know, a lot of the people who who follow you. You know, they have to catch you on that news feed. Not everybody's gonna you know, they gotta come out to your page to see you. But I, I just think that sure. um that the direction that, that we need to go and even other multimedia that's smaller, you know. We don't necessarily have to be a small company in a small market. We can be a small company in a big market. See, the problem with mainstream is you have to be a big company to, to have the big market. But it's not like that with the Internet. It, it's, it's, and that's when guys like you come and place social media managers. You know, you're the ones that's going to get the, get the messages out there, you know, because y'all posting all the time, you know. Yes, we are. Twenty four seven. Yeah, and look, and then after talking to you and the PR person, it's like, okay, I'm thinking, okay, you know, what do we need to do to to really campaign our televised our webcast? You know, once the webcast is out there, they produce. You know, we because sh- we're gonna be shooting from August all the way up to November. We have them all. We have them all ready for replay to be televised streaming 24 seven along with all the videos that the artist has been sending me. So just, so you figure by the time Christmas coming, the earth is rolling around our webcast, our web streaming services should be running almost 24 seven with replays running every three hours and maybe every two to three hours and running different shows. You know, that's why I was so anxious to talk to people like you, Paula G because you guys can introduce you guys can produce those type of shows that right. people want to see. And a lot of the stuff you could do, you could build your own set and you can shoot it right from your phone. You just have to build a good set and then you just got to edit right. it. You know, you know, when nobody wants to see you walking across the room, pushing the button, you know, you just got to edit it. You can do this stuff right on your phone. You are so funny. <laughs> nobody wants to see you. Nobody wants to see that. But you see what I'm saying though? You know, it's all about programming. Now, I think, you know, we have the control now to do our own positive program. We don't have to let television tell us what, you know, what we want to look at. You know, they they know, they know they want, they telling us what they want us to look at. 
And it shouldn't be that way. And that's sad. Yeah, they need, yeah it shouldn't yeah. be that way. And we got to control the internet is a global enterprise. You know, it's bigger than, than your local AM radio station in your community. He can't go past, he can't go past 30 mile radius. But this thing is, is, is just that it has, you have to know how to work it. You know, and I think right. social media managers are really important because they, they, they have done their research. They have analyzed these things. They understand how they work. And they, and you got to constantly have somebody on it because the guy that's producing the show can't necessarily, not going to have time to be on there posting all the time. He has to hire people. You know, I, I think soon right. social media manager going to be almost like a phone. Remember how telemarketers were on the phone? Yeah. I think yep. that's going to be a job where a company is going to just have people who just do social media. You see, Facebook kind of smart yeah. now. They they have it so that you can't have a robot post for you in these groups. Cause remember, it takes you through a whole bunch of different things before you can get it to post. So a robot can't do A program couldn't write anything that could, could get through past that filter. So you have to manually post. You have to. Amen. That's right. I can you see that. To, yeah. I, I can see that becoming a, a company, though. You know, you hire them. And all they do is go out there and and, and simulate your message, you know, you know, because that's Twitter don't care if you sit out there all day, but they won't let you repeat it though. You got to change it around. I noticed that <laughs> happened. Yeah, that happened to me one time. They're like, "You just said this." I'm like, "No, I didn't." So then I had to change some words. Yeah, so stick a stick something in there, change up a little bit. <laughs> uh, okay, all right, my man, the man Todd Curry hit me back. That's the guy we played music today, so I just let him know that you know we had played his music. I wonder if he came into the to the um. Let's see, Roland is out there. Yeah, Arthur Roland came and checked. So we talking about you, man. That's right, Roland. <laughs> yeah, Arthur Roland coming to town. Yeah, I think he bringing his whole band. I told um somebody wanted to book wanted to book a show the same day with Roland. I think it was Nate and somebody. I said nah. He bringing too many people. It's gonna be probably an hour for them to set up. You want to you want to come a day that uh that that uh, there's just a single artist is coming, a solo artist. <laughs> Could we ever just run that track? I think Arthur trying to play live. Yeah, we ready for him, man. That's okay, what, that's what we specialize in. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what, what happened to Dimitri, um Superwoman. That's her third time, so she, she got three strikes. You're out. So she on her own. Amen. I'm yeah. glad you said it first because I'm like, uh-uh. Third yeah. time is not a charm for her. Yeah, she got, she got six <laughs> kids, so maybe that's what happened. They were sucking down her bandwidth with them video games. And the other day, somebody uh-huh. gave her some Benadryl. <laughs> so, uh-uh. Yeah. Feel bad that's for her. put you right to sleep. She seemed like she was going to have been a good guest, too, because she was on here for like five minutes before um she had dropped a couple times. And then uh, we yeah. heard her, and then we just you know, her signal was just dropped and she couldn't get back in. It was weird. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a weird thing, man. But um, you know, I I did I think she is sending us a video. So, you know, she do have a video out there, so we'll check out her video. So yeah, y'all, so the good news is Arthur Roland, that looked like the, the television, the music the music the music video television Network is going to be up and running really soon. Um, I was looking at having a launch date. My birthday, September 10th, would be the launch date for um, Positive Power. 
That's right. Positive 21 XXI music station running the music. We're also looking at um, auditioning some VJs to actually host shows, and we, they're going to talk about the top 10 videos. They, these are going to be their top 10 video picks. Not mine, not my staff. And maybe we'll have one where the podcasters pick theirs. They can vote on okay. their favorite, and we can run a show on that. So I'm looking at actually probably recruiting maybe five video DJs, you know, some, okay. some kids from college, get them in here. We just shoot it right here in my studio. And one of the things that we're looking at that's so exciting is, uh, you know, we, we, we're buying broadcast software. So we're actually going to be broadcasting live right out of here, right out of here. You know, going to have the cameras, the green screen up. So we're excited. You know, always wanted to get into television, but they ain't had no room for a brother. Oh, well, they're making room for you, my brother. <laughs> yeah, I might have to have a men's issues show. This this brings up an important topic. It's like, you know, I, I know all these brothers, man, talented guys, very humble guys, man. And all them guys got temporary jobs, you know. Really? Yeah, they, nobody want to give them no permanent job. You know, I mean, even the sisters don't want to hire. It's like, okay, you know, I understand your man beat you up and, you know, he abused you and stuff, but that's not us. You know, we don't have nothing. We got families we're trying to support. We would like to have an opportunity, you know, to move up too, you know. And, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I hear a lot about that in government agencies and other companies, you know, especially black engineers, you know. Cause my wife works for a company as, as engineers, and, and a lot of the guys – they only get like two, three, two, three year contract. I was talking to a guy. He said he actually has a, a second job as a bartender because he never knows when they're going to come to him and say, oh, this is your last day. You know, you did a great job, you know. So, so you know, and, and I'm taking a page from what um, I said all the time. Arthur Rowland said we got to go back to mom and pop. We have We have to go back and start. To get the know, I mean, and David Letterman, the Ar- Arsenio Hall, especially Arsenio Hall. I mean, I used to love Arsenio when that show came on. I love me some Arsenio Hall show, man. I was like, man, I love this. And David Letterman, uh, Johnny Carson, I-, I couldn't take his corny jokes. I love his guests, but his jokes was awful. You know, David Letterman. I used to love when he did his top ten. And even even oh, even the, yeah. Howard Stern, Howard Stern actually set the podcast world off. You know, he was doing podcasts and the people didn't know it, but he was really doing it with, you know, he had a studio cameras in his studio and he had guests come in, but that was like podcasting, you know, because they do that on ESPN. Yeah, because they do that on ESPN. Yeah. They have like podcast cameras. They they podcast on uh, YouTube and a couple other um. Stream. I think I think iTunes got a a streaming visual too somewhere. It's hard to find that stuff. But YouTube and Vimeo, Vimeo is good if you want to do on demand rentals because they ain't high definition. Oh, okay. They're good for filmmakers. We actually looking to get on that platform too. So we probably gonna do some stuff for Vimeo too eventually. Um, some stuff for on demand. Like say we say um when things start really looking good, we got a real nice dressy set and we go live then those videos probably be available for sale to help, you know, some somebody's. 
the one thing about the Blessed Network, which is so great about the Bellows, they do a lot of stuff in D.C., like feed the hungry, making sure they got water, fresh water and sandwiches. And those are the kind of organizations we want to support. You know, they support missions in Africa. So that's what I'm talking about. So when we start producing these shows and people want to donate to the network and 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 purchase the videos from you know because we're on the masters those are the kind of things we're looking to do so we'd be able to do more with what the bellows are doing they're real humble people you know they don't they one of the few pastors you're gonna look out on the parking lot and see them driving a mercedes then once i go out there to the studio and one a brand new was sitting out there <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you know they, they i mean i've been to some poor churches but the pastor driving a mercedes or cadillac Amen. Got about Amen. 12 members. Yeah. 12 members. Well, you know, I ain't going to take away a person who want to drive their favorite car, but it's not the best car in the world. It's like a cab. Isn't it funny? <laughs> Black people riding yeah. around in a cab. That's all it is. You go to you go to European countries, you see people, you, cabs drivers driving Mercedes and BMWs. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, they cabs. Now everybody's <laughs> gonna go out and sell their Mercedes since you made that statement. <laughs> but it's true. Look at it. Look at those um, independent farm films, and when you see you look at those like Italy and them places, Germany especially, mm-hmm. taxi cabs are Mercedes Benz. Our, our taxi cabs are um, a, a Marquise. But you know um, those big cars like town cars and the Crown Vicks, they're really expensive over in Europe. And they look at them as big luxury cars, but we use them as cabs. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's what it yeah, is. it is crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we had, we said a lot today, Joyce. Man, we almost, it's almost midnight. Uh-oh. Well, see, so, you know, Jerry, we could talk forever because, you know, I just met you and it feels like I got so much catching up to do. <laughs> <laughs> Roland said he said he can't wait. To come to unplug. That's right, man. You're gonna be in DC, so you guys. I hope you know you guys. Um, you know, get here on Friday or Saturday. Come early. We can get. We can go ahead and shoot it, air it live, and then we can have it ready for replay that night. Then you guys have time to hang out in the in this in the city and go down to National Harbor. And all this is leading up to a big event. It's actually a flyer floating around out there right now on social media. It is, uh, matter of fact, I think the Bellows are starting out of the first revival is actually this month. I think it's the 19th. We won't be there that one. But the big one that's going to be the 29th of October featuring our very own Anthony Avery. That's right, Anthony. Anthony. That's right. Anthony's going to be the headliner and he's putting together. Now, of course, you know, I've been referring people to him because I don't really know if he don't have enough people or he want more people or what. So I'm just saying, hey, just hit him up, see if he need more people. What is going to hurt? You know, only thing he can say is no. You know, he got enough people. That's it. Yeah, because I, right. I, yeah, I don't really know how long the, the revival is because they're going to have a, a number of speakers. I don't think they're speaking long. That's one of the th- We're supposed to have a production meeting, find out. Because, hey, you know, most of the time when people go to revivals, they don't want to hear nobody talking. They want to hear music. You know, see, you really? can, yeah. I, I like to hear the message. Yeah, I've been to some man. They was jumping at music. In the past, one pastor spoke. They ain't have like a bunch of people coming out there. You'd be there for hours. It'd be hot outside. Remember, the, the revivals yeah. used to be given outside. They they weren't inside no fancy places, right? Right, right, Roland? right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Actually, Rona, you can go anywhere in the National Harbor. I mean, that place is always packed like it's Christmas, man. So we all, we only go to the National Harbor during the summer and during the winter, during the Christmas holiday. It's always packed there, man. Always packed. But there are some really nice places. D.C. has really grown. I mean, they built up some areas. I was like, where did this come from? <laughs> when did they build this? And um, restaurants, you know, they. I don't know where the poor people live at now. <laughs> where did where did where did the poor people go? You know, where the hood? We was looking for the hood. We couldn't find it. They took the hood and turned it into a bougie neighborhood. You know, cobblestone roads, McDonald's half the block, restaurants that are one block long in some cases because they made out of you know those you know how they turn those um townhomes, those little row houses into restaurants. Yeah, You've they do that? that out here. Yeah, it's really popular in D.C. too. I mean, it's real popular in Baltimore. They got a lot of communities where you can just park your car and just walk from bar to bar to bar or restaurant, you know. You don't have to worry about driving everything like within two, three blocks. Yeah. Baltimore is almost like, I think it's almost two, three miles of that or longer. That you can just get on a little buggy and go the whole length of just restaurants and bars. And others say Germantown is like that. Yeah, that's right, man. They, a lot of cities are doing that now. And a lot of these guys are independent shop owners too, man. They're owned by their families. Seafood restaurants, pubs. You know, they used to be popular back in the day where you have your own local pub, little chicken shack you can go to and chill. Everybody knew each other. Yeah, they, they try and get back to those times, man. So I don't know where the poor people are going, man. Where are they moving to? Man, that's why so many uh-huh. people are living on the street because they, there's no affordable housing. Right. Because at one time I heard they was pushing them out to the county. It was like, how do you supposed to get to work? There's no buses out here. You ain't going to be able to afford Uh-oh. to get a car when you're only making 6000 an hour. You know? Mm-hmm. So, and that, was, and that was one of the things the city was doing. They tore down a lot of the housing projects, man, and put up um big, big right-aids and, you know, Big supermarkets, and I didn't remember seeing supermarkets in no downtown before. Yeah, Safeway, everywhere. Who owns Safeway? <laughs> you know who the owner is? I don't one? know, but I missed that. There, I believe there's one in Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. I think they have Safeways in Colorado. Yeah. And King Super. Well, super yeah. Super one time, but she got to get some fresh seafood. Yeah, man. You know, they got them good crab cakes out here, boy. Woo. Oh, don't man. mention that. You might have to send me some in the mail. I'm going to tell you, I, I it's, it's a place where my dad was born at. They make the best crab cakes in the, in this whole country. They actually was featured on the Food Network, and everybody agreed they make the best. They in Herlock Merle. It's a real small town in in um in uh, North Dorchester County in Maryland. But... The next, the second best crab cake is made by this guy on his black food truck. I don't even know the name Ooh. of it. He only had the name of the company on the truck. It's just black. And he got this little square that you got to reach all the way up to get your food, give him the money. And boy, his crab uh-huh. cakes, they so lumpy that you can't eat, you can't even eat it on a bread. You just eat it with your fingers. How big the lumps are. Ooh. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'm, that's what I had like. Once a week, every Thursday at football practice, people sit there and watch me eat the crab cake at my son's football practice. Aww. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. It was so good. Mm. 
And as a matter of fact, um, I gotta check and see if he parked back out there because I'm actually in that building now where he where he parks his truck. I think they come out like mm-hmm. doing payday now. I don't think they come out like every day like they used to because people kind of got a little tired of eating in the food trucks. And, and I think some people just get to a point where they just want to eat at their desk so they bring their own lunch because you know right. short lunch is so short. By the time you think about what you want to go get and go get it, you know you're eating it on your way back to your desk. Well, Joycey Joyce, I, I guess we did our thing tonight, you know. Yes, we did. Yeah, we had to hold it down. Talk show. Too bad we didn't have our guest, though. And, um, yeah, and I didn't even play her music, neither, because she didn't show up. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I don't know what's up you with think like music. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's up with her? What's going on? Everybody. I hope she's all right. Yeah, I hope so, too. But everybody kind of, you know, I mean, because I think she had agreed to this date, too, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Maybe it was my fault. Maybe I forgot to send an invite out. I don't know. I could swear she had said this date was good for her. She wanted to come back again. Right. Well, that's what it is. Hey, we still had a good time. Yes, we did. <laughs> oh, um, my nephew, oh, Philip Bergen, said he was on Kimmy Kim's show again. Let's see what he say. Uncle Jerry, I was on Kimmy Kim show, and I thought he was on. Her, oh, he was on a call. I thought he was on her show before. Well, he he's on been call. on my show twice. Yeah, well, he he been on my show twice also. But you know, it's funny that uh, what's up, man? Oh, okay. All right, I get up. But anyway, it's funny because he always be telling me about getting a book. Oh, you got to plug it up on the other one over there. He always tell me I, I'm getting a book in the mail. He tell me I've been getting a book since January. I haven't seen the book yet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> now that you've called him out over the air, you'll probably be getting a book soon. <laughs> well, they, had, they were actually out of stock for a while. Hold on. Well, that's, that's a good thing, right? He's selling out. All right, y'all, we're going to get out of here. It's almost midnight. I forgot I got to get in early tomorrow. Anyway, Joyce, Uh-oh. I appreciate you holding us down to, you know, helping me out tonight, you know, talking about, you know, hey. moving forward and, um, you know, helping out these artists. I just I just think it's great. I hope other uh, great, talented directors follow suit and decide to. Uh, but, look, even if it's just us producing a mute shoot, it was only MTV for a long time then BET came along and then VH1 it's just been those three for all these years right I'm right or wrong That's right just those three no, you're right yeah nobody else came along and and then I think all of them was pretty much playing the same thing except for I think uh, MTV had a Spanish station right but BET kept it you know they changed up and made it all hip hop and then MTV went totally pop remember they used to be rock Right? Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, Arthur, you sent me a video or you sent the new song? He must have sent the new song. Well, if it's in my inbox, it's in there because we didn't get a chance to go through our email, but just twice today. And that was just, uh, I think, six o'clock was the last time I think I accessed that during dinner time. And then um, I had to go cut my grass because Pedro, Pedro's not cutting my grass. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to get a lawn service next year. I won't have time to be out there for an hour 
because I got to start training again. Yeah, my son told me um, that he want to start training for uh, long-distance track because there's a lot of fast people out there these days, but not everybody want to run long-distance that, 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 that does have good speed. So he want to train because right. uh, I thought he was going to go for cross-country, but they want him out there Monday. And uh, it's like crazy hot, man. But I told him that's, that's what it is. So, uh, but we actually going to be training for another 5K race, probably going to be in October. I'm trying to lock in all these dates with the artists coming in town. So most likely, you know, most of the 5K races are early anyway. They all start like around 8 o'clock. So we're going oh, yeah. to so try to get our last race in and then we'll start um, training so he can get ready for um, outdoor track. Because it's going to be cold soon, you know. I like running in the cold. I like that. Yeah, it's fun. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, when I ran cross-country, I enjoyed the cooler weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I told him. I said cross-country. I was surprised they were starting to sell. I always thought that cross-country started a little later. Because um, hmm, maybe so. Because indoor track starts, I think, in October, I believe. Something like that. And then football start up. Yeah, football starting now for the high school guys, so they they can't run. Oh yeah, you're track. right. It yeah, does. so they yep. can't. They only could do outdoor track in the spring. All right. Yeah, cool. that's what, that's what I did. Outdoor track in the spring. Mm-hmm. So everything looking good. So I, I I think our launch date for the music television um, channel is going to definitely be. We've been running tests, and so far it's looking good. So you guys, you know, get out there, check it out, see if it's running running good on your system. So we have, you know, we don't want to be trying to sell a product that's not running well because one of the things we're looking to do is like i said we want to we want to be able to um feature you guys you know live webcast and run it on demand in some cases some of the really really good performances we'll be able to sell those as a stream because i'm hearing um talking to the pr person guess what else they told me that was so amazing i didn't know you're going to love this one, Joyce. Do tell. You're going to love yeah, this. Yeah, go ahead. Do tell. You're going to love this. You being a social media manager and, and working with Positive Power, you're going to like this one. And, and this is going to be exciting. She, she was telling me that a lot of these companies um, will host events. All right, I'm going to give you a small example. Okay. Okay. Say, um, say, say Paula G has a show. She has a show with us, right? Tell, you know, right. a podcast, and I mean, she has a really good audience, and people love her show because she's good. She's really good, and you know, say she got a good ten thousand people following her show. Okay. Okay. And then we say, okay, we're gonna feature Paula G in a webcast, a televised webcast. Okay, her sitting out there with a live audience doing her thing, just like talk show. You know, and what happens is. We can feature, they'll feature the webcast as a stream, but you got to buy tickets in order to get it. Yeah, to okay. get that show. Okay, so I like another, that idea. So what happens yeah. is you buy your ticket, and and then you get your, in the, in, in the email, you get the link to the show when it airs. It's, I said, wow. So that's like your ticket. And you get a chance to watch her telecast. I said, wow. I mean, her webcast. That's incredible. And one of the girl ladies was telling me that a lot of conferences do that. If you can't make it, you know, because the conferences cost ninety nine dollars, they sell you the webcast for it for say forty dollars. I said, "Wow, I did not okay. know, know that." You know, so it could get to that point one day um, that uh, we could have a benefit concert, and it could just cost people five bucks, you know, to view it. It's, it's a benefit webcast, and people can buy tickets to it. 
and check out some artists live, you know, throwing down. So that's the kind of some Amen. some of the fun stuff that, you know, we would want to do with social media managers to help promote events like that. Because, like, you know, because some of them charge like a flat rate. And then, um, of course, the results are going to be we want to see some tickets selling. <laughs> so y'all got to be grinding. Amen. So we definitely going to be investing in those uh, those type of firms that do that kind of work because we definitely want to be able to reach as many people as possible when we, when we feature these, these these brilliant, talented, gifted artists right here on XXI. Can you feel the power, Joyce? Can you feel the power? I can feel the power. Can you feel the power, Arthur? We talked about some great stuff, man. I mean, the vision, man. I, I always believe it. And I was telling Paula G today because she hit me up today and Paula said that she likes to write things down, you know. She likes to write it down, you know. That's how you get things to manifest. Write it down, y'all. But also you're supposed to speak it. Because not everybody going to be on deaf ears, you know. So, hey, this is my platform. I can I sit, I, I sit here talk about it for two hours I'm blue in the face. The thing That's is, it. is right. We're excited about this. You know, jobs are going to be made, album sales, hits. Man, look at that. Anthony Avery has become a hit, an overnight success. Yeah. Isn't that something? Didn't you hear his testimony? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that incredible? You know, he, it's he, incredible. He, he, I was like, yes. I know. It's incredible. And he told me some of this stuff, you know, before everything went off. And he got on there and told the Bellows, hey, I got two big revivals coming up. Emails are flowing. Phone is ringing. People are seeing it. Because we still sending stuff out. You know, I'm still releasing, you know, footage. You know, I've been cutting some of the tapes down. Like, I'm going to cut some of the performances down with Tornado because that guy's good. So, I'm going to cut Tornado is actually coming to positive power. Here's the, I'm waiting for his management people to um to lock down a date. I sent them the schedule out. And um, we're going to get Tornado. And he actually opened up for Anthony Avery for a... um. His listening party was in Baltimore before before we had met him. Remember, we gave him a listening party online, but he had one offline mm-hmm. before that. And he had Tornado. This okay. guy, this guy. Did you get a chance to hit, see his performance? The the rapper? No. The guy called mm-hmm. uh, Tornado 714 or something like that. Oh, yeah, you got to check that out. He, he performed, I think, right before Charles came on. But oh, okay. It, it was after Jenkins, Terrell, Dr. Jenkins. Oh man, this guy was good. He had that place jumping. So uh we're gonna get him. He excited too, man. He excited. A couple of them guys been hit me up all that that re- that 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 industry thing that Jake Nicole gave was brilliant. You know, and she goes from state mm-hmm. to state. I wish she would come here every year and do something like that. It was a lot of hard work, you know, for just her family. Her family, you know, produced that that uh venue. Produced that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, she had Abraham. She got a sister look just like her. Just like really? her. Yeah, if you look at that, you'll see her mom. And I thought her mother was her sister. Uh-oh. I really did. I thought that was her sister. It's not like we seen Jay Nicole look old. Just her mom looked really extremely young. She's from Trinidad. A lot of times, little Trinidad, they do look young for, you know, they, them women, they, they carry their age really well when they get in their 50s and 60s. They don't even look anything right. like it. They do. They look really good. Because I had a neighbor that was from Trinidad. She was so pretty. 
And she looked like that for years. I mean, I was like a grown man. She still was smoking hot. You know? Because her son worked some, worked, used to work on our cars. He, she bought him a shop, his own shop. Because they used to make, um, uh, they made their money off of making those, um, those, those, those sticks. Those sticks that they play um, lacrosse, lacrosse sticks. Yeah. And they moved to Florida. It was funny. I saw them down there, too, when we went on vacation. It was weird. <laughs> they walked right past my car while I was at the hotel. They was going to a conference. <laughs> so, yeah. so, anyway. <laughs> so, anyway, those kind of things that, like, like what Jay Nicole did and, and Pastor Newsom, you know, just give um, artists a chance to be exposed. And, 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 I mean, these people accidentally ran across us because, you know, we just really was just invited by, I think Charles told jay nicole about us and then she called me up and said hey i got an opening for a media person you know come on and I, so i was like, okay and then while we were there um um pastor Rhonda was going to hang out with her girlfriend who was going to receive an award and i said oh can i bring my equipment and they said yeah and they talked to him he came over and said hey yeah man we'd love to have you you know i'm gonna have a red carpet bam he hired a correspondent person you know to, to join the bellows and we had a good time. We made some good contacts, man. And I, you know, I, I think everybody's really excited about being, you know, being 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 on internet television, webcast. It's the way to go. Create jobs. Yes, it is. That's right. Networking. You know. And you know too. You too. You know too, Joyce. I know we got to get out of here, but you know, you know what else that does too. They're kind of going to separate the the good with the, from the bad. You know, because I'm not right. going to just have anybody on here you know you gotta be a performer you know you gotta you gotta i mean not everybody you don't have to be have a, a pay lavelle pay labelle voice to be a good performer you know because look at sheila e sheila e is not really that great of a singer her and lisa keys but they could perform you know right so um that's the thing we're looking for you know people who are not afraid of the camera that can can draw people in you know give them that good music man Look at Kirk Franklin. He don't sing a lick. And that dude be putting out hits. Woo. Super hits. So this is what we after, man. Yeah, yeah, Arthur. I'm excited, brother. You know, I ain't go to film school, man, while I was in my job training for nothing. <laughs> That's right. Be ready, man. Feel the power, man. The vision. You he see it, man. All right, so we just need to get you guys invest because I need some more equipment. <laughs> yeah, I know that's right. That's right, give me some sponsors. That's right. I think I record label. Arthur, man, you think about buying um a spot from me in my television ad, man? That thing gonna be running all day long, all day long. Because remember, I don't have a lot of shows. So when I put up that first playlist of videos, that's all you're gonna have, and a couple of you guys on there, and we're gonna run that on the weekend. And then probably all day during the weekday till everybody in the world have seen it. <laughs> it's just going loop. Amen. Yeah, I love that program, Amen. man. Remember, we are we are mix masters over here. We mix masters, so we're gonna put together like a three hour. You know, you seen my long videos? I had some. I done some church events that were five hours, and uh, we don't have no problem okay. cutting it up. Yeah, we cut it up, and we're streaming it bad. We're right on YouTube Live, man, for the world. All right, y'all. I'm so excited, man. I got to get my new logos. I'm going to order some new logos. I'm talking to a graphic designer uh, so he can get us a new, fix my studio up. 
Get my new logo. Get my double X out on the wall. That's right. And um, and then I'm gonna have one say Positive Power Twenty One dot org. That's right, man. Great. Fix the studio up. Make it look good. And um, that's it. That's right. It's gonna be live, y'all. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what, Superwoman? He didn't actually have MP4 file. He just had links. I actually had to contact those art artists. I, I thought he had the actual file. What they do is, and Gyra don't really actually run um, uh, a live stream. They actually just run everybody's stuff just from their website. So, that you know, with those websites, you can just grab the embedded file from YouTube and just put it on their page as a standalone. And remember, our, the broad, we running a broadcast, well, webcast. Webcasts are different. Webcasts actually stream just like television. So just like if you watch Channel 21 right now or go to BET and you come in in the middle of the show, well, that's what you're going to see, the middle of the show. Well, that's how this webcast, what you see is what everybody in the world see at the same time. It's, a, it's an actual stream. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's going to be a blessing. It's running right now, but I usually um, run music on it. I've been running a lot of the guys' music on it with just a picture on the screen so people can hear the music. And we've been getting hit up, too. People are saying they're really enjoying the music. On Periscope, we're getting people hitting us up in the inbox saying, man, I really love this music. Where y'all get this music from? They want the music, Arthur. You hear me, brother? People asking where, where, the, and even some of these people, these authors on the show, like just like with Lisa Dalton and Pat, Paula G, a few people, when they when the show is over and they sit back, listen, they always hit me back and say, where are y'all getting this music? That's what they're asking. Y'all like the best world kept secret ever. <laughs> wait till y'all hear That's the, it. Wait till they hear Tornado. They gonna, he gonna mess yeah. y'all up. This brother can perform. I need to hear Tornado. <laughs> I'm going to, well, I don't got time. I'm not going to be able to do it tonight because I was trying to get to work early more so I can get out of there. Um, I'm oh, going okay. to cut up a tape. Matter of fact, I might have time to do it. I'm going to go ahead and cut up his tape. It's, I could do it really quick. I'm going to cut up his tape and I'm going to put that bad boy out there. Tornado, he's a campaigner too. He's going to be excited when I do this. Man, you know what's funny? I bet you it, it just take one artist to blow up the network. Just that one guy that can just blow, you know, take this thing where it needed to go. Because that's how some people roll, you know. That's just how they roll. Their following is, you know, people don't know about a lot of these people on here. The Charles Fears, the Arthur Rollins, and the Patrice Sings, and Nala. Now, I'm sorry. I always got to look at her name when I say it. Man, I'll tell you her name was again. We said Nala. Yeah, Nalari, I mean, Nalari. Oh, okay. She, she spells her first name backwards for her last name. That's why I be getting oh. confused with that because uh -uh. Ireland. Yeah. People don't know about them. The world will know, Superwoman. Superwoman must be excited, too, because she said, did you get the video? Yeah, the vi it's going to happen, Superwoman. I'm almost talking to 1230. When we, when we started, 10 o'clock? Man. Yeah, 10 o'clock. See, this is the kind of stuff is like. They want to get on the show and be able to talk for two, three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Rejoice. Can you feel the power? Yes. Did, can you see the vi <laughs> Can you see the vision like, like Arthur Rowland can see it? 
It's like I said. It's gonna be like being on Senior Hall rolling. You know how senior used to bring people on, and people like, "Who's that? Who, who's that?" Our senior bringing on the show, and they tear it up. And next thing you know, that look like that guy, um, that Mars Bruno. Bruno, that guy turned out to be a really good star. He came out of nowhere, didn't he? I don't know why. He, was he? Did they come off of a um, like a music showcase, like The Voice or something? Bruno Mars. That's a good question. Um, I was looking, and I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, Bruno Mars is related to the guy that was on Chips. Um, the oh, Spanish yeah, guy that was yeah, on Chips. yeah. Right, you sure was. Eric Estrada. Yeah, Eric Estrada, yeah. Yeah, yeah he looked just like him. What, his nephew? I know. I was like, I didn't know that. I was thinking they were saying maybe son. Because I was looking at you oh. how you, you look on Yahoo and they yeah. do the news feed. Wow. And I saw amazing. the pictures side by side. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, they do look alike. You think that's alike. his son. Yeah, wow. Wow. I didn't know that. But see, yeah, a I guy like him. And he's very talented, too, man. So, I mean, he got too many people in his group. But they're very talented. Very talented. Yeah. But just imagine like that, a guy like that probably was, you know, probably was independent for a while while he was riding on his dad, Kirk Tail. And then he came out of nowhere because he's he's not no young guy, you know. And just like these guys that um I was just telling you about the top twenty, like it's a guy called it's a girl named Rhapsody. She's supposed to be like right. really really good too, really good. And she's on a a label called um Wonder. It's a Wonderful World Music Group, right? And she said, I'm here day in and day out. And most of the time I sleep in the studio more than I do in my own house. I'm here right now. Yeah. I am not only will I sleep here, but I'll sleep here and I, and I get up and go home to shower and drive right back. She grinded. Then you got this guy called himself Childish Gambino. We hear a lot about him. That dude is like 32 years old and he turned it up. Turn it up. Yep. He, he's a rapper, actor, writer, voice actor, comedian. Now, you know, he probably was grinding for a while. Singer, songwriter, record producer. He probably was doing everything he possibly can do to stay in his craft and make a living. And he even killing That's it, right. too. Let me see. Say, hot on my own. Check your tone. Check your stance, homie. You don't like me? i just trying to get my fans, homie. So he just building his fans. And see... And that's another thing, T, people got to remember. BET and MTV and those late shows made these guys. You know, if it wasn't for television, you would never know about, you know, those guys like um, like that crazy dude that was with um, Jay-Z for a while, um, Kanye West and them, you know. Right. You know, those guys, but they were underground for a long time producing music in their bedrooms in college and stuff. They've been out there for a while until they finally got on stage because Jay-Z introduced them. And then they started making money off of downloads. Remember, Kanye West made all his money off of downloads eventually. And then that's when they, cause remember, Jay-Z them didn't even want to sign him at one time. You, ever, you you should check out this really? story about Kanye. Yeah, Kanye West was just producing music for people for a long time, but he wanted to be a performer. And they were they was like, nah, dude, you know, we got this, man. You know, <laughs> it took a while before, you know, they started letting him perform. And then he had this first album was a hit. It was like yeah. High School Dropout, I think it was called. Uh-oh. 
Yeah, it's a, it's some serious. You know, if you look back at some of these people that made it late, they they've been on that grind for a while. The only person I think that probably came out of nowhere that's doing really well is that new young girl who sounds like Adele. She was just having to cut cut up songs in her kitchen, and because she sounds so much like Adele, now everybody want to work with her because you know because everybody can't work with Adele. You know, right? The girl's only sixteen. That was like wow. in her twenties, even though she do look a little older than twenty something. But you know, she disappears for a while. You know, she got a lot of stuff going on. You know, because she'll get up there on stage and tell you her stuff, her business. <laughs> but they, but but her audience love that stuff. They love that. She stand up there for two three hours and tell her all her business, her boyfriend, mother business, everybody business, and sing her song, and people love that. Her fans. That's how you get your fans. You let them in. See, some of those artists don't don't, don't want to let nobody in. They just want to be their own demons, you know. But fans. Right. That's what Murray J. Blige used to do well when she used to have those relationship issues and talked about it. But then she disappeared when things going good and you don't hear from her no more. And then now I don't even think she can hold a note because she she don't uh-huh. do anything. I don't think she do anything anymore. You know, I yeah, I haven't heard anything. Nah, I think she tried to do a performance on somebody's show, and yeah, it was like she was struggling. You know, you gotta stay in your craft, stay on your grind. Who knows? But this is an interesting website, though. It's called Stop the Breaks, and just talk about what's going on with the, you know, these guys really using social media to to grab their fans. I and mean, when people like this, just think, you know, ninety nine cent. It, you know, they, they're not asking for $8. You know, somebody say, yeah, man, I got a new album. I'll do $8. Like, I don't know, man. That, that could be lunch for tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> what's your best song? I'll buy that for 99 cents. So they're going to be honest now and say, okay, here's my best song. Go to Amazon. Go to iTunes and buy it. You know, just like what we did the other day. We dropped, uh, I think Patrice was doing it. She was dropping people's links in there and people was buying it. Like I bought Jay Nicole two of her songs you know because she ain't send me none so i had to buy it in order to play it but you know <laughs> but still you know i got it on my playlist so i can listen to it when i'm on a plane you know i have to worry about um oh okay now superwoman got some information out there on, on um, bruno mars bruno mars was born peter gina hernandez on october 1965 so he's not a young guy in honolulu hawaii and was raised on Waikiki neighborhood. I know Waikiki. I've been there. And he's the son of Peter Hernandez and Bernadette. So maybe Eric Estrada might be his uncle or something. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's not a young guy. He, he's 65. I mean, he born in 1965, so he's about so in his 40s, right? 50. He'll be 50 in October. Yeah, he'll be 50 in October. Yeah. Because he's born a year after me. Yeah, he but he looks young, though. You know, yeah, I would have thought he was in his 30s. Yeah, I did too. Where he be moving? I thought he was. Yeah, because he's like my sister age. Yeah. He's my sister age. You have a sister that's 49? Yeah. She don't look at it at all. Oh. If you see it, you think she's Aww. like in her 30s. Oh. Yeah, her daughter was the one that was on my. was the, That did the Ursa Awards. That was her daughter, Tiffany. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tiffany's her daughter. You only talk about your dad. I didn't know you had a sister. I got a brother too, and a brother. Yeah, oh my he, goodness! He used to podcast with me, but um, 
He married into money, so we don't hear from him much. Oh, so he dropped you. Yeah, he drives around in a... Later for you. Yeah, look, he, he drives around in <laughs> his little small town. I think he's supposed to be running for mayor or something. So he rides around uh-huh. in, um, in a Corvette. I think he got a Mercedes, and he just bought himself a new Maxima. So uh, oh my he built himself a new house. So we don't see him much. on ho- Barely the holidays. <laughs> yeah. Aw. Yeah, I remember I told him to ask. I said, "Man, can you help me build this podcast? You know, we could do you know Mike and Jerry again." He said, "Man, I, I, he said I need to make real money." <laughs> that's what I, he told me. No, he didn't. So that's why I'm on a mission now to become a multimillionaire. To show him, yeah, you better yeah, show him. Show him, I'm great. Show him. That's it. So I'm on a hardcore mission. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on a hard. See, I understand that radio helps promote what you're doing it doesn't necessarily make you the money so that's why most of the people who are millionaires that own radio stations they own a lot of them you gotta own a lot of them right you can't just have one oh. yeah that's how you become a millionaire right you gotta own a lot of them so um so but the money is made in television you hear me joyce so you know we talked yep. about all right, yeah, y'all, let's, sure get, let's great, get out of here, y'all. Let's go. We got to go now. All right. Yeah. My son waiting for me to get him back on the internet because I got to push some buttons on here because it's PlayStation down. All right, everybody. Uh-huh. I hope you felt the power, Superwoman. You feel the power off the road on Joyce. Did you feel the power tonight, Joyce? I felt the power tonight, Jerry. Yeah, <laughs> we felt the power. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. On Positive Power 21.org with Joyce White, the Faith Walker. I am Superwoman Radio and Arthur Rowland. He's coming to town, y'all. Arthur is coming to DC. DC Unplugged, starting August 19th. With Shari W., she'll be singing her brand new hit call, Haters. Y'all gonna love that song. And she's a funny person. Y'all gonna love her. She is perfect for television. Perfect. Her, her and Pastor Bellas get along perfectly. All right, everybody. Y'all have a great day tomorrow, and we will be back on Thursday. That's right. We will be back on Thursday with I Am a Superwoman, Tina Hobson, and Seneca Hines. He runs a powerful new platform. He's gonna come here to talk about how he can help you draw traffic to what you're doing online. All right, take care, everybody.
here's a refreshing moment for this week. He hung, bled, and died for our sins, but we still question our self-worth. He told us that he wouldn't give us no more than we could bear, but yet we still worry. He said, lean not unto your own understanding, but yet we still choose our own way. Make a declaration in 2016 to have your steps prompt by God. You chose to order your own steps in 2015, and it didn't quite work out for you. Try some different advice for 2016 and trust God. Thanks for listening, guys. Follow me at The Refresher Course on Instagram and TheRefresherCourse.com. Thanks. Stop looking at the situation. Get your spirit up. People gather round. Does it feel like things are getting you down? Carrying so much weight. But you don't have to just step into your face. Let me your ear. And I'll tell you what to do. Whenever you're feeling bad, feeling sad.
spirit up.
don't want to do it. They, they say, okay, I want to do my own thing. But we thank you for allowing God to let
just an ordinary person Living life on the edge of expectation Ever since my life took on a new direction I've been living life contrary to condemnation Because God, you had mercy on me You revealed your son in me Opened my eyes and now I see To live my life more abundantly I'm walking by faith and not by sight power and not my own mind and I live to die so you can increase and I decrease you are I'm 
you so much for watching us live. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Here's a refreshing moment for this week. How much can your faith handle? When you're on the streets not knowing where your next meal is coming from, are you still faithful? When you have more bills than money, are you still faithful? When you've been humiliated publicly, are you still faithful? When your mother dies unexpectedly, are you still faithful? Faith is the very opposite of fear. Your faith can handle as much as you allow it to if you keep connecting to the source. Watch what you are connected to. Plug up to God daily. Thanks for listening, guys. Follow me at The Refresher Course on Instagram and TheRefresherCourse.com. Thanks.
I'm so chill. I got the same 